Pete, I almost forgotten I work here, but I swear I was out all night trying with ideas for the fashion show, and I've really hit on something. You see, what? Uh, I took four bottles of vodka on Friday. It was my birthday. You know that. I was having a party, and I was running late, so I borrowed some. I bought some more to replace it. Not a lot of use to me when I had nothing to offer the executives who dropped by late Friday. Off the top of my head, you could have told them you'd run out. It's it's popular stuff. Bullshit, bullshit. Oh, we're in PR. That's what we do, isn't it? But you didn't do that, did you, Paul? No. So I'm out. Am I? Well, this is just perfect. Congratulations! You've wanted me out for ages. Now you've done it. Very well done. Theft. Pretty foolproof. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. It's getting a bit choked up with all the testosterone flying about the place. Best I get out before I start growing a penis. Oh, told you. Lesbian. And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does I think what it says in the tin. That's I think what it says in the tin. It's best film ever. My name's Ian. That was good. I'm Liam. I'm Megan. And I'm Georgia. Yeah, do you get why I did it twice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I should have gone, it does what it says in the tin. That does I think what it says in the tin. No, I should have shit. <laughs> that was my sliding yeah, we door. Are, we are best film ever, and we're here today, episode number one hundred and seventy-one. Wow! I think I don't think I, I changed the number from last That's time. A lot of episodes. I didn't change the uh, thing. It is uh, sliding doors. Did you ever think we get past three? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was going to bring this up later, but I may as well do it now. I found out. You want to guess what the average number of episodes a podcast will release is? Fifteen. Oh no, more than that. I think twenty-three. 25. Seven. Seven. Ooh, the average well podcast releases well seven done. episodes. It's because you get to seven and then it stops being all that new stuff. We're like, oh, we have a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Then it starts to be a little bit of work. It, do you know what? <laughs> At least for someone. At, at times, that can, it can be, can it? There's, yeah, there's some days. You know, like if you're going on holiday and, and you're, you're, you're trying to get stuff or, or for some days where you're like, I just don't feel well or I really yeah, could yeah, do yeah. without doing it this week. It's just one of those things yeah. where sometimes it's a bit more of a task than others. And sometimes it's great. And it's just, it's not say, oh, pity us. We have to do this part. No, far no, from it. Far no, from no, it. Not at all. But it's, it is this idea that, uh, yeah, that, 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 that new factor, that novelty does wear off. Where you and do, then you have to decide, do you really want to do this or not? Exactly. And, you know, you start off doing it and that's fun, 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 fun. And you can do it. You go, oh, let's do this every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then every week becomes, you know, you. Every week. You, and that means because you're doing this, you're not maybe doing something else. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, more like holidays worry me. Yep. <laughs> you know, and you go like, so how are we going to fit this around? Well, we Can figured, we do yeah. this during the week? Will we do double? Yeah. You know, all these things that are sort of playing to... Figure stuff out. Yeah, yeah, The yeah. only time it really got rough was that time where we had to re- we recorded like a... Mu- it was like a two or three weeks in, in a batch. Oh, yeah. And, and we were doing like here's the episode we're doing, and then we'd record the one we were doing two weeks from now. <laughs> and we were confused ourselves. <laughs> oh, we didn't know what order they were coming in. Was it Addison October? We called it uh, something like that. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were in shows, weren't we? So, but you know, we're dedicated to our fans, and we we like to get everything out on a on a weekly basis. Yeah, 
uh, especially the main show. It's isn't it? so weird to say to our fans. I know, well, I know right? you know what I mean. No, no, it's good. It's good. I love, I love the fact that people actually listen to us. That's amazing. That is. That is. Is Meg's making the mistake of playing with Pip? This is not going to go well. Uh, Meg, enough done that myself. Pip is being very quiet. We're playing, <laughs> we're playing catch with the pig. Yeah, if you want to hear what happens when you play with, with Pip during an episode, listen to last noise. week's. Yeah. Uh, oh, I can't make it make a noise now. It's not doing it. Oh. Yeah, it's the pig's fault. It's not you. Oh. <laughs> it, does, it does this. Oh, okay. You can do it. <laughs> it's so gross. It's but really we're being gross. very quiet. And I'm, yes. Well, I'll tell you who wasn't really quiet. That was us last week doing our review of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah. Weird. The first day wasn't as big of a hit as previous weeks. Yep. But it's now done more in its first week than the previous episode did in its first week. Oh. So a bit of a oh, it's called slow burner. I don't know what the deal is. It just wasn't a day one burn, I guess. Yeah. 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 yeah so that was that. And I can say that I'm going to put this here. George and I just wrapped a big interview. Ooh. But we're not going to tell people yet what it was. No, we're going to leave you hanging. I know. Hang. You do know. So there we go. <laughs> I am more excited than that woo made me sound. I just, I, it, I tried to put effort in it. It didn't come out. <laughs> yeah, George is poorly. She's poorly. She has um, sniffles. Ethan's poorly, so he's not here oh, this no. week. I'm not poorly for once. No, hey! that's true. There uh, we are. How, how many drinks you had today? What? No, I haven't. It's not the holidays. It's not Easter Sunday, and I've got to work tomorrow. Don't, I, you don't have to commemorate the the uh, not rebirth, but the return of Jesus by getting hammered on the ball. Exactly. Yeah, so she exactly was just drinking do. his blood. That's what you. Oh do. my so word! It was he communion. Does say here, you know, the, the wine and the blood. You know, all yeah. I don't, I don't think the gin was part of it. Well, no, but <laughs> it was Jesus didn't have wine. Like blood. He would have Jeez. had. He would have gin if it was around exactly. today. Okay. So, you know. Oh, my word. <laughs> Is this blasphemous? I don't know. Um. <laughs> but we got that, and uh, we're hoping to record after this is over our first in our Media Madness series. Media Madness. Looking at the top rated sitcoms of all time, doing our tournament. <laughs> the list of, of sitcoms that aren't appearing is insane. Oh, really? Yeah, the, ones yeah. that, the ones that no one is nominated, and I couldn't make room, because everybody got so many nominations, and then I just filled yep. up the field by looking at, like, Rolling Stone's list of top sitcoms. Yeah, yeah. And like, there's some huge sitcoms that are not on the list. Really? Yeah. But then so, people probably aren't remembering, because there's only certain ones that... Sure, and, and, and that's what yeah. they mean to them. That's what we want. And so we gave our Patreon backers, yep. depending on, on their level of pledge, we gave them a choice of, of, of so many nominations they could bring to the table. And, uh, and that's cool, because it's them saying, here's the one I like. Yep. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. we'll have a chat. And I'm sure there's a couple where I'll go, I don't know, the foggiest what this is. <laughs> Can someone look it up or maybe someone knows? We'll find out. So yeah. I can't wait. So we're recording that right afterwards. And that should be a lot of fun. Uh, if you want to know what the list of uh, ones that didn't make the cut are, you're going to have to uh, listen. You're going to have to listen. Listen yeah. to that one. That's dropping uh, Friday or Sunday. We'll release the Friends one on the Friday and the, or vice versa. I was we'll going to say, you normally release something on Friday, don't Friday's you? our usual number two day, but we're going to have two things next week. It's one of those things. So Ooh. we had nothing in the Friday slot this week. Extra next content week, for next week. We'll have two things. Hey. It's see, just the way it goes sometimes. Out. Uh, here we go. So uh, we want to thank, as always, our Patreon backers who yeah. contributed some stuff to our media madness. You can find out how to be a part of that on patreon.com slash BFE. We kept it simple for you, but we want to thank Julie, Hermes, oh, yeah. James DeGuzman, Come on. You know, Oberholzer, Aye. Ensign Ian Davies, yeah. Chris Peterson, Woo. Randall, what's your handle? Silva, All right. Dwayne Smith, Dwayne Smith, <laughs> the Yeetmeister, Come on. Reverend Bruce, Aye. Nate the Great, Woo. Andy Dixon, that's what I'm talking about, Holly Callen, yeah. Cheesy, with a fish on a bike. Richard, Woo. the cool cat himself, Ryan Kukets, and Canadian Chris Dykstra. Yeah. 
boo, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Duff man approves. <laughs> <laughs> bo do do. Uh, <laughs> uh, for all intents and purposes, we're ready to crack on, but let's talk about where we charted around the world this week. A quick little tour around oh, America, nice. Great Britain, Canada, Canada. Australia, South Korea. The Netherlands, Switzerland, Poland, Nigeria, Egypt, Ghana, and Uganda. Cool. We travel there quite a lot, don't we? What, Ghana and Uganda? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's so cool. Yeah, the the global reach. I was expecting, I was expecting, it's weird. I was going to chart in those sorts of places that we're from. So I thought Britain. Yeah. I thought Canada. Canada. I thought maybe if we were lucky, because America is the biggest market, we might get it. Because that's a level of success. Okay, maybe we'll get some people there, and you interact with people, yada, yada, yada. Yep. But some of the places around the world, like Switzerland, like Uganda, like Ghana, like yeah. Australia, like... Sierra Leone. Sierra Leone, Egypt. Yeah, Egypt, The United yeah. Arab Emirate. Like, yes. it's just, you're going... Ah, Thank you. Yeah. I can't. What a wonderful. As we were. Oh, I almost, almost gave away who George and I were speaking to. <laughs> as an interview guest that I recently had, uh, was talking to said, uh, what, a, what a wonderful time it is to be alive, to yeah. have the ability to do this. To be able to talk to people that you'd never necessarily meet. Absolutely, absolutely correct. Yeah. So let's do some reflections and corrections. There's a mistake. I think I made. Liam, oh. when you and I did our Cedar Skip It on air, yes, we talked about, with a little help from my friends by Joe Cocker. Yep. You referred to it as a 1980s track. I referred to it as a 1960s track. Yeah, Beatles and... Uh, yeah. yeah. And I got confused with your thesis that because the Wonder Years was a 1980s show set in the 60s, yeah. that I was confusing the song as being from the 60s when, in fact, it was from the 80s. Yep. I have done the research. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. News just in. Joe Cocker, with the help from my friends, was released in 1986. 69. Was it? Yeah, 69. Wow. So this one's on you. Ooh, Liam, wow. You're the guru of guru music. music. You're usually the guru on? of music and music yeah. dates. Yeah, yeah, 69, as it turns I out. I think that's because I had the, um, the Wonder Years program, in my head, yeah. which was an 80s program. I was going to go on. And I knew Am that, I, there's no way I'm right and Liam's wrong. And it turned uh, out, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I usually mean, defer to you on music dates. For I sure. knew that the Beatles wrote it and, uh, you know, released it first. Yeah, 66 ish. But to have someone like Joe Cocker do. Sergeant Pepper, 66, 67? Uh, 67. Yeah. Pretty sure that's right. Yeah. <laughs> someone will get back to us and that'll be another mistake I've made. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> I should bring some gold We're stars hedging. for yeah, you. I so think it's 67. Right gold star. There we go. Hey, I'll oh, take that. Yeah. <laughs> That's we get a little chart on the wall. Oh goodness, we could do that. <laughs> See what you do with a little help from your friends. Oh, <laughs> Billy shares. Um, Dwayne Smith said he recognized the second cup coffee shop when it came up. He went, "Oh, I saw a second cup." So thanks a lot, Dwayne. That was Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne <laughs> Smith. Uh, Ian Davies says he might now watch Scott Pilgrim because he didn't realize that Allison Pill was on there, and there's, an, there's a Star Trek connection. I believe Allison Pill, the girl who plays the drummer, oh, okay. Kim Pine. Yep. I believe she's in that Picard series. Oh, okay. Apparently, it's really good. Uh, apparently, season two and three are excellent. Yeah. Season one, I got halfway through and went, ah, yeah. I don't know. Um, basically, it turns into the next generation. Mean, the whole band gets back together, I think, which is totally up my alley. I love the next cool. generation. Apparently, there's a lot of fan service, so it's, people keep telling I'll me. take that. It's yeah, my yeah. favorite of all the Star Trek franchises. Oh, okay. Any, I, any movie, any whatever, that's my favorite. I'll be honest. I was never a Star Trek fan. 
Um, but a mate of mine was religious when it came to um, Voyager. Oh, okay. And every time we went round, Voyager was on. And I'm like, oh my God, really? Really? And he'd tell me about life and how this is, this, this is life. This is, this is Voyager. It tells you everything about life. And I'd be like, oh, whatever, whatever. Don't see him for a few years after, you know, you go to different jobs and everything else. Voyager comes on TV. I find myself sitting there going, oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, this is all right. I enjoy this. Is it life? Choose life. <laughs> Choose life. <laughs> Choose a big fucking television. <laughs> I've never seen a single episode, film, or anything of Star Trek in my Either entire life. Wow. I've not seen Anthony any. and Davies, please Wars, do not cancel your uh, Patreon not membership. Star Trek. No. Well, not, I, not even the film? No. Oh, the first one's really good. No, I don't think I, I have. loved the original series only because of the outfits. I thought they were very 60s. Uh, the number of things that, that they predicted right about what would be in the future yes. is staggering. Flip phones, which is the, the Flip phones, basically using a mobile phone for anything, yeah. face-to-face uh, video calling. Amazing, Like, yeah. all these things. They got there ahead of time. It's the things that they imagined. We now live in their world. I, Minus I, the, you know, spaceships. I remember... Um, and, and interspecies <laughs> sex everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> um... I remember listening to a radio program. You guys just struggled to sleep when I was a kid, so I'd listen to radio programs or music and stuff like that. And this um, scientist guy said, "Look, if you can dream it and think it, you can make it." And that, well, that always stuck with me. I thought, "Wow!" So eventually, teleportation could be a thing. Oh, see, I, I not to get too deep about this. But I think in order for teleportation to work, what's essentially happening is they're killing one version of you off, cloning you, and reassembling you on yeah, the other end. Yeah, I know. That's best case That's scenario. scary. Ooh. Yeah. So it's the idea of, is it you, or is it just a copy of you? Oh, God. That's deep. <laughs> it is deep. And for the next podcast, <laughs> cloning. Um, I think it was Dwayne Smith who said he didn't get that. Uh, Rude. It, it, was, it was Kieran Culkin <laughs> in the... Uh, the sheep. In the... Um, <laughs> That it was Kieran Culkin in, in Scott Pilgrim. In Scott Pilgrim as Wallace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah, he's from uh, Succession now. So yes, that's how Dwayne knew him. Have you seen Succession? I, I haven't. I've seen trailers for it, but people keep saying to me. Everyone keeps telling me how good You it need is. to watch I this. need to watch yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Apparently so. Uh, David from Scriptical says, uh, we were talking about fighting games in their stances last week. Remember oh, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I love Street Fighter. David. Oh, who is your person? We asked everybody this last well, week. Well, I had to be Chun-Li. Oh, there we go. <laughs> In the, I was always Chun-Li. Oh, did you have the blue outfit or yes. the pink outfit? No, the blue outfit for some so reason. if you press the different button, you could get the pink outfit. If you outfit. push select, you yes. could get the I other color. No, you could so like, so like Ken was usually red, but if you push yeah. select, I think you got like so you blue. Could be pink. Yeah. I did not know that. But I could never get the, the you know, you had to do the special combination yeah. to do the special attacks. I could do like the... Um, the fast like kicking? The real, well, the fast was kicking was just pushing one button over and over again. She spinning. had like a, a rip-off of the Ryu kind of whatever that oh she oh she she had this her fireball moved so slowly yeah Yeah, because you had to go from the back i could do that one on those old like like there was like a cross right so it's really hard to tore your thumb up doing it but you had to go from the back from the front and hit one of the punch buttons and it would come out yeah could you do the one where she spun upside down upside down this is a kick oh, the, up the, in the up, air and then angled only by accident oh yeah the buttons in the right order Otherwise, yeah. I was a bit useless. But, but the one where she turned into a helicopter. I don't know if yeah, I could do yeah. that one. Yeah. So I only ever did that a few times, but, you know, people used to hate me because um, my mates always used to pick the guys, you know, and I'd pick her. And if I ever kicked their ass doing it, they'd be like, no, we're doing it again. She was the only girl, though, on my version because yeah. I didn't have the one with 
is it Cammy or Super Street Fighter game? Was Cammy from the from the UK? Was she Kylie in the Kylie film? in the movie? Yes. <laughs> yeah, she went from being known to like main character. I'm like, what? That's mad, isn't it? I've never seen the movie. Have you not? Oh, oh it's so you know what? Fun. It's so cheesy. It's, it's, it's Jean Claude Van Damme. Her. It's yeah. uh, Raoul Julia who played Gomez Adams in yeah, the Adams I family. Yeah, I know that name. As the villain. Did you know he died shortly after? He, that? he died really young. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's quite it. a bit of fun to watch. It is. Not the best movie ever, but. Yeah, someone tells movie. me the probably doesn't qualify. <laughs> <laughs> David from Scriptical said, uh, it took him back to his days when he played Mortal Kombat on a Sega Master System. Surely you mean you mean Mega Drive, No, there was a Master System before the Mega Drive. Oh, I know, but the Master System couldn't have handled Mortal Kombat. No, not with all those. Oh, no, movies. no, the graphics were so yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. My cousins had a Master System. Because they, they also did a, like an, an upgrade to a 32-bit, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, which was a Mega CD that used to put the Mega Drive on yeah, top of. yeah. Yeah. Um, but you could time it just right with scorpions. The harpoon would hit the other fighter just as they got it from the last uppercut so they couldn't stop you ever. And I said, yeah, I've, I remember a friend doing that. Yeah. I really hated them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Georgia, let's reclaim your territory here. I got another one from Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Who said, best podcast ever. That's us. Lovely Aww. people with a great dynamic and genuine chemistry. A meandering film lesson. Careful now. <laughs> and interesting side chats. Give it five minutes. You'll love it, too. And I'd like to throw Meg some appreciation. At first, she was quiet and a little shy. Then she was on with Georgia. They were like naughty schoolgirls. <laughs> Here, she was a hilarious chatterbox who managed to out-talk Ian. That's got to be Benny and June we're talking that about. That is Benny Probably. June. No yeah. mean feat. That's some story arc. Love her. And Hermes jumped in with the same with the same uh, situation. Yeah, it's, it's not... It's not that often that I'm so unable to talk you. Well, but I'm unable to. Ye- See, the difference is most people, if I'm talking, they'll give me a chance to. Megan that day just didn't care. Nope. Like you well, and I'd be I'm talking. I'm waiting because it's usually you and Liam at having your thing, and I'm sort of sitting. But here you going, just decided, Ooh. thanks to the input of of Jen. Well, yes, there was. There I'm was not Jen. waiting. <laughs> I'm just going to talk, even if you guys are at a silly employment. <laughs> and they also had to corral you back to a question. Oh, it was like I was like I had some important things to say. It was like you things where you went like. It grumbles and you're like and you have you all people went it's not really a negative though is it <laughs> let's go or you go Ian, what do you think about yeah. this <laughs> because much like pip with the dead air meg wasn't letting there be any no, dead air no no no, no, no. <laughs> just wait until i get on my flow although there is no gin today so that was go. funny i did a fact check yep. you can in fact buy mortal kombat for the master system, master system. shut up wow yeah. that must be pretty you can slow still buy it for the master system. For the master system. I have Street Fighter on my well, PS4. There we are. There's a mistake. We think And there's a little thing. You made a back. mistake. That's the game. You lose a gold Taking star. Taking a look now. here. So I'm, so, I'm so going to get you some gold stars um, in the chart now. I, I really yeah. like the idea. Of that. I like that. <laughs> we'll, put them, we'll put them on the side of the cabinet or something. I'm going to do this this week. Okay. Thank you. We'll, we'll come with a master system. Wow. You can still buy it, like pre owned, obviously, because they're not going to make it new, but. That's, That's insane. Cool. Yeah. Liam, you probably have those for sale at your shop, don't you? Um, For retro records, for all your retro needs. You missed the toys part. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> retro records and toys. The toys you know include video games. Do you, know why? Do you know why I missed the toys, though? Oh, don't tell me you guys have split over the week. <laughs> no, right? I've done a bit of DJing for the first time in my, my career. Um, I got asked to do a bit of DJing there. I saw the pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on the poster, they put retro records. <laughs> I kept toying with Carl going, look, retro records, no more toys, retro records. Toying so with now the records are clearly... <laughs> I'll go in next to him and be like, wow. 
I love being at Retro Records, brackets, and toys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's why that's in my because I've been taking the nickel week. He's gonna he's gonna say like now it's Retro Toys and Records, <laughs> which doesn't which does not flow at all. But on the posters next, time. I'm like a DJ who should flow. Yes, just saying. What's so the on the posters next time because I said special guest Liam. Yeah. Um, from Retro Records is now going to say Retro Records and Toys. There we are. So there we are. We cleared that up. Well done, you. I'm glad you have. But yeah. Um, some general shout out, shall we? Charles from Middle Class Film Class. Thanks a lot for the love. Vern from Cinema Recall for the love. We gave Dwayne lots of love on his birthday. I hope you had a good birthday, buddy. Yeah, birthday, birthday, birthday. Woo. I see that uh, Georgia p- took a picture of the live notes we were making. <laughs> You're really bad at writing upside down. I'm not really bad. Oh, no, at you are really bad at writing upside down. I can write upside down. I can write. It's as front. legible as I your to, up, right way up, right? I used to go to no because I can get my B's and D's the right way around. <laughs> so, no, no, yeah, because I, I used to go to uh, it's this restaurant chain in Canada called Montana's, and you, whenever you showed up, it was like they had this brown, like almost like chart paper on the tables, yep. or a tablecloth, and they give you some some crayons. So you'd always just like while you're waiting, you play like Hangman or things yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. and you, and we'd always do it. So you, I wrote up. So if you were trying to guess, I would do it upside down for you. Yep. So I'm an expert at drawing like everything upside down yeah, yeah absolutely too. you give me a piece of paper read it upside down all day long can no, you I can read upside down can really you get easily, two yeah. pens in each hand no no i'm not even extra it's like george just said my handwriting is atrocious with my right hand to begin i with. can mirror write exactly wow. the same time everything i'm doing i need to try this right what what are we writing upside down yes okay can i borrow some paper just please don't lean on the road i get twitchy <laughs> <laughs> he does he gets real twitchy I get real twi- well we did we did once lose an hour but that wasn't because I lent on the road. Nope. That was because the power no, supply. It's just, we've learned the road doesn't have an autosave function. That's my biggest concern. I thought, I thought that was only you if you pull superb. the power directly. Well, yeah, if the power... Yeah, if I just turn the power... Well, no, you actually, use the I, button, does it work? I do think I still... If I, if what, if I hit the button in the back? The red button, yeah. Well, the red button will stop, because that's how we start <laughs> no, and stop no, no, everything. No, no, the red button on the back. Oh, I okay. don't know what that'll it's do. okay, you've got to look in a mirror with it. <laughs> all right, let's take a look. Oh, no, I don't, they're all the way around. You did. There you go, you can, a, you can take a picture of that and put it out on the... On the <laughs> well, <laughs> Megan... I think I was thinking of, like, a mirror and reflection. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't but know then the E's the wrong way around. I'll try to do upside down. <laughs> all right what else we got uh, kev from the podcast that wouldn't die thanks a lot and then it's just a gift of the week and it was self-respect which was a much better choice than Dwayne's first one uh, <laughs> not Dwayne, uh james de guzman's first one yeah. uh we had chris peterson who did a 30 rock uh tracy morgan uh gift which i liked russell osborne did a kimmy schmidt jane krasinski gift which i was quite a fan of ryan kukets it was something with um rachel mcadams that said want to have any self-respect and the other person said you're an actress honey so <laughs> meg's in georgia there you Fair. go yeah um josh next different movie did something about how oh it's oh <laughs> from how much your mother where ted goes up to this girl that he's broken up with and grabs a giant sock monkey because he dated her before. And she's like, well, whatever, go back out. Well, you don't have any self-respect. And he hides behind the uh, sock monkey and goes, oh, come on, give him another chance. And he's saying, self-respect is overrated. <laughs> um, Julene, I don't know what it's from, Julene, but I know it had Kristen Ritter in it. Thank you for that. Uh, Hermes literally used the gift from the movie. Did he? Scott Pilgrim earned the power of self-respect. I'm like, <laughs> it's from the movie. There was no lateral thought required at all. And then, what do we think about this? Go on. 
He then used his podcast to submit a second entry. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Play the game, Hermes. Play the game. Play the game. Uh, it was SpongeBob, so it, you weren't winning anyway. SpongeBob. <laughs> There's a SpongeBob musical. Did you know? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, my goodness. It, apparently, it's quite good. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm the wrong generation for this. I, I, oh, I, I hate I, SpongeBob, I, but yeah. apparently, the musical's quite good. I don't I know, know if I could watch it under the sea, though. Ian, Ian Davies. <laughs> Should have uh, if you hold your breath for that long. That's a better joke. No, you, you go ahead and try, but I wouldn't recommend it. We need to throw back to Ian. He's getting twitchy. <laughs> Sorry, off you go. Anthony and Davies did one about. Uh, it's from Friends, where Ross has a student who tries to con- who tries to con him by saying, "But I love you, man." <laughs> And then Ross finds out he's been doing it to all the other teachers, so he's, like, hurt. <laughs> yeah. And he tells the kid to have some self-respect. And then David from Scriptical, I'm sorry, dude, it was animated. I do not get the reference you're making. So uh, it was not a win. I would go third place is going to go to Chris Peterson for 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. I would say silver medal goes to Anthony and Davies for Ross to his student. But the uh, the gold medal, the win this week, self-respect is overrated. <laughs> Josh, for next year, her movie. Well, well done. done. Well done. We got a review. Apple or Spotify. We know that five stars is magic number. Five is the magic number. Here is the entirety of the review. Oh, okay. Given to us by a user called Top Hat Jazz Hands. Oh, I love that. On on the Canadian iTunes. That's cool. Here's the entirety of the review. You ready for this? Yeah, go on. Dwight Smith. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> I knew that was going to be really long or really, really short. Sure. You are welcome. So there we go. That's brilliant. Three, three exclamation marks on the, on the Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith has become um, infamous. There it is. <laughs> We're going to get some merch out with Dwayne's name on it. It will happen. Yeah, and yeah. people will be like, what is this Dwayne? And you, it's like the most niche. It'll be ingrained. Nothing, nothing with our logo on it. Just the words Dwayne, Dwayne Smith. Smith. Yeah. And you have to know to know yeah exactly there we are that's <laughs> brilliant she's on the front of a t-shirt Dwayne Smith on the back in brackets Dwayne Smith so can we talk about this I was gonna say for a couple of minutes uh, Ethan's not here but uh, Jonathan Majors he told us is apparently dropped by his uh, managing agency of some sort Ooh. he's the guy who's supposed to be playing Kang in the MCU going oh, forward okay. so uh, not a uh, not a good sign. Not a good sign. Anything else going on in the world of film that we want to talk about? Still the Barbie trailer. Really excited. Oh, I'm really see excited it. for that. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I've seen that now. It does look like it's still yeah. a I think we'll hang on to our pictures until it's coming out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll probably have to use a new one because mine's not relevant anymore. I think it's still funny. Are you a cat by any chance? Yeah. yeah. I, I, it was only awesome relevant the week I was doing I, 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 I think it still works. We're just putting it on the Patreon. You are my favorite. Thanks, Megs. There you go. Megs sounds good. Yay. We talked about cats last week. We did. But I like having praise on the yeah. podcast, especially when I'm poorly. <laughs> you were very good. Thanks. I told you you were very good. Thank you. Georgia, you are really good. You yeah. didn't see it. <laughs> Georgia, I heard you were really good. Don't damage my self-respect. <laughs> <laughs> so why are we doing sliding doors? It's been 25 years. That's nuts. Ooh, Not since we last did it, since it came out. I, re- I remember this coming out. That's nuts. Because the song, because everyone used to hate on um, Aqua. Yes. That was I'm a Bobby girl was in a, a Bobby. Was there one. an aqua playing in the background at one, but one, at one of the point. album songs? Yeah, turn back, turn back time, I think I was called. Yeah, sure it was just, was. It was just yeah, like yeah. an album track. It is on the soundtrack. The first yeah. It is. Aqua album. Yeah. It's I'm a that great cool. album. It's a 97, I want to say. We had yeah. the one that was blue yeah. and looked like I was, it was underwater. That's it. Is that that one? We had that on vinyl. I was very much into 90s at the time. 
I had the vinyl, but that, that di- well, you would have been. Well, yeah, well, of course. <laughs> but the vinyl didn't come out until years later. Ninety. I, I just had the CD. Ninety-seven. Oh, okay. I wasn't that cool. So okay, let me figure this out. Ninety-seven. I would have been eighteen, so you would have been more like three. <laughs> Twenty. Twenty-five. Twenty-four. Hang on, ninety-seven. You were just getting out of uni, right? So yeah, that's would have been right. twenty-two, twenty-three. Uh-huh, yeah, hang yeah. on, I was born yeah, in eighty-seven. Yeah. Oh, we doing this again? Oh, really, Megs? <laughs> okay, everybody. Megs is younger than Megs us. Is younger <laughs> than us. I was ten in ninety-seven. Pips knocked a cane over. Let me get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I so you were ten. So like 10 Barbie would have been like the it, it, Aqua's the the perfect like ten year old soundtrack, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's why I it have was the CD. Yeah. Although I would still listen to it. So too. Aqua, Spice Girls. There's a reason why you can see you have all these sorts of things. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's a very guilty pleasure. It's a now. very loud jumper you're wearing. It's a rainbow jumper. It's a lovely jumper. It's cozy. Is it rainbow? And it's, it's really long. Yeah, it's a rainbow. You know what it looks like? It looks like. Have you ever had like an oil spill outside? I really like it. Iridescent. Yes. You have the oil yeah. spill and the, the sun hits it and it looks like all of these different colors. It's like you're wearing a giant oil spill. I'm a rainbow. Sure. I can sing a rainbow. Red and yellow and pink and green. I hate that song because it's not a rainbow. It's, it's just a load of colours in an order. It is, yeah. Wrong. Yeah. Now try and sing them out of order. Roy G. Biff, that's how I remember It's hard it. to sing them out of order. I had the Rainbow Fairies books, so I just remembered it that way. Let me try and get this podcast back in order. I used to love Rainbow Break. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to cut to Felix's sound bites. He's so back. He's back. He's back. Dude, uh, you didn't do a good job last week. Oh, well, he had one recorded. and uh, Why did I send it in? He, he was, because he really didn't want... To have Pip's vocal over it, so oh, okay. he did record one um, this week, and it goes like this: A London woman's love life and career both hinge, unknown to her, on whether or not she catches a train. We see it both ways in parallel. Hmm. He did pretty good. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's back on four. There you go, buddy. Enjoy it. We got it on the we got it on the broadcast. Yeah, we did. Pip eventually. obviously wasn't there that time. Chill out. That's all I'm gonna say. You and Pip, same instructions. Chill out. Chill the F out. Yep. Pippin is very chill this This week. was written and directed by Peter Howitt. Yeah, do you know what he was No, you wouldn't, would you? And you two wouldn't, because you yeah. Just me. Okay. Okay. Years ago, back in the eighties, there was a program called Bread. Okay. And it was quite a... uh working class kind of uh, thing. And there's all a family that used to go around making money and they used to have to put it in this big chicken <laughs> on the table for the mother to dish out um, food and stuff. And the guy that was the, the what, probably the, what do they call him in the, in the eighties when they had mobile phones and uh, not hipsters, some what was another word making money and all that thing. Yeah. I can't remember the word. There's a word that they used in the 80s. I'm sure somebody out there would know. I'm trying to think of it. It's on the tip of my tongue, but go ahead. Yeah, you know what I mean, though, yeah. right? And, um, this was like a Gordon Gecko type? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, he was always having flash phones, wearing the flashiest things, driving the flashiest cars. And, uh, well, he's the guy that ended up writing this and directing it. Oh, okay. And I was like, it's like, it's like getting somebody like Ted Danson writing and directing something. Uh, that is like an Avengers movie or something. It's just like, it's just like, what? Sorry? Yeah. Who? But yeah. So Peter Howard also directs Johnny English. Oh, okay. I like Johnny English. Oh, Atkinson. I've not seen that. Cinematography by Remy Adafarison, who also did it on Elizabeth 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Remember, the, I like Elizabeth 1. It's a bit Ooh. slow. 
I remember that. Elizabeth Two's not very good. Mm. Uh, about a boy. Hate that. I've not seen that. Oh, Johnny English. Oh, okay. And fighting with my family. Hey, which we've done here in the pod. We have, yeah. Uh, music by David Hirschfelder. Who, uh, if you didn't know he was Australian, tell me now. Strictly Ballroom, <laughs> Shine, okay. Elizabeth, Australia. Wow. And the 2000 Summer Olympics opening ceremony. Oh, there we are. A few Basil and things in there. Do you know what? By yeah. the name, I wouldn't have got it. But by you saying those things, I'd have gone, yeah. Yeah, yeah Strictly Ballroom and Australia are both Basil Lerman. Basil Lerman, yeah. Shine is an Australian production because that's Jeffrey Rush's Oscar. And yeah, so the first time I saw this, I rented this. I remember that much. That's about all I remember from the first time I watched it. it would have been around ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah, about the same. Because to me, it's such an interesting idea. It is. I, I love things idea. like uh, if you want to show me like a video on YouTube that's like we simulated what it'd be like if Hitler won the war. I'm like, yeah, I want to watch that. Like anything that's yeah. like alternate sort of Megs would say like multiverse, but anything that's like, 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 like <laughs> and, anything that's, that's, that's like an alternate timeline that would just show you what would happen if this one thing went differently. There's I am all that. over that. Absolutely. I'm sure there's a book called Fatherland by oh, is it Robert ha- Robert Harris? There's a book anyway about what if Hitler won the war. So there was could, there was a program, wasn't there? On, oh, what was there's that? all sorts of was stuff that on Prime. Castle in the Scars. There was yes. something where, yeah, they, America's they found the videos or something. I think. I yeah, there is something. I think that's on Prime where America is like, let's say Germany wins the war. What's America like now? Yeah, it's a yeah. I got to go ahead and watch that. I remember my uh, when I went to a teachers' college in Canada. My professor for history had a uh, a book that said how Hitler could have won the Second World War, and it was like eight hundred pages. I mean, that's a lot of pages to say, don't invade Russia in winter. <laughs> there we go. I did it one sentence. Probably wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't get as much money for that. But it, 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 if it's just about answering the question, done. To be fair, the first few years, he was, he was looking like he was the Rus- The Russians are the only reason why, yeah, why he doesn't sleep. And he invaded Russia in, in winter. winter. Like, it's just what like, an idiot. take care of the West Coast first. Th- then you can go attack Russia if you want. But why did the Japanese attack Pearl Harbor? Well, th- there's another thing. Do you know what I mean? Because the, the Americans want to join. There's a, uh, yeah, it's all about the Monroe Doctrine and all yeah, sorts of yeah, stuff yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there was this thing that uh, Churchill kept coming up and doing like the V for victory, right? Yeah. And I forget what the name of the Russian leader was at the time, but he thought, he didn't think it was a V. He thought that uh, Churchill was promising two as in second front. Oh. Because the Russians are fighting him on the east, on the east, the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And Britain's like, we don't really have the manpower yet. We're bit, we, we're, not, we're not really ready yet. We've done. The, we're not. We're not coming back out yet. And the Russians are going. We're begging you. So in post World War Two Cold War, what it needs to be about, you know. So the narrative that comes out of it is 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 America and Britain and all that stuff. But in reality, if the Russians weren't doing the grunt work for the first three years, oh my god. Yeah, could you imagine? Yeah. So. It's something we don't talk about enough in history because it's not fashionable. Well, now it's really not fashionable, but I mean, it wasn't fashionable for the longest time because of the Cold War. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Such is. Lots of but history could, is history. You could wonder what would happen if this or that. Well, yeah, I so, we said this when we did so everywhere, everywhere. What's it called? Everywhere, again? everything, like, all at once. Every, everything, everywhere. There was, everything, everywhere, all at once. Everything, everything, all at once. I can't say that title. <laughs> uh, so there we are. Um, anybody up first time you saw this? Uh, about the same time as you. Okay. I, I rented it. It wasn't something I saw at the cinema. But I remember it coming out. It's funny that we both managed to get a copy of it and we didn't have to try and rent it on the same day. <laughs> Different sides of the electric. I tried to explain to my younger <laughs> colleagues. Like, there was a video store and there was one copy. If someone else got it, you couldn't watch it. No. I still love video stores. Video you know, stores. Could go and my my little small great. village of 1,700 people 
had like four or five little video stores in it. If it wasn't the one place, you'd check the other one and the other one. And you'd try that. There was one that only had like 15 movies. We'll try it anyway, just in case. It was great. And then it disappears like that. Well, Carl... From Retro Records and Toys. For all your toy needs. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, he used to work at Blockbusters. Blockbuster. Uh, Blockbuster, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Isn't Blockbusters like a a game show over here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But it's also a song uh, called Blockbuster. Um, So, yeah, he used to work at Blockbuster. And um, I used to be able to go in. And on his account, he used to get like free movies for uh, X amount, you know, every week. And uh, I used to go in. I never paid for a single movie, a single rental. So I'd go, I'd go in and he'd go, I shouldn't do this, but, you know. That's why they're not around anymore now, Liam. I, I, I had a, <laughs> well, that's a good job they're not. I, I, you I, are I, the reason Blockbuster went extinct. I had a deal like nah. that with uh, with chocolate milkshakes. At <laughs> 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 a McDonald's in, uh, in Phoenix. My, my, my buddy Dan went from being just a regular guy behind the counter to being promoted to manager. Cool. And I'd walk in, even if I was just there to say, sometimes I was there for food. But sometimes I was there to say, hi, what are we doing after work? You want to come, you want to come around? And he'd go and make me, and this is like an American size, right? So like, in a, like the, the large in America is so big, you can't Huge. make it out of, you can't make it out of paper because it wouldn't hold the weight of the contents Jesus. of the cup for a yeah. milkshake. Yeah. So it had to be like plastic because it's like one, it's like over a liter of milkshake. Yeah. So, and then everybody else, because he used to call me Canada, everyone else would be like, Canada, just don't tell anybody. Oh, okay, okay, Julie, I won't tell anybody. It's just, it's just, and every one of them thought they had their own individual deal with me. Yeah. But they were like, oh, let's get Canada milkshake. And I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair on Carl's side, though, uh, Blockbuster, is that um, he only had like five a week that he could use. So he never went above that. So, yeah. So it was only so many. Yeah. So it was yeah, just, yeah, it was yeah. just yeah. Dead, dead rentals usually. outside of that. Yeah. 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 So, let's do some contact corner. Peter Howitt got the idea for the film after almost being hit by a car. He was late meeting a friend and innocently walking along London's Charing Cross Road. Quote, I couldn't decide if I should run for the train or or first call my mate at a public phone. He recalls, I impulsively dashed across the street and was nearly hit by a car, and that brush with death got me thinking. Something inside my head went, that's interesting. What if he had hit me then? What are the knock-on effects? The domino effects. And it took seven years to get from that near-death experience to when he finished the film. In between, there were 20 script rewrites, thousands of pounds of debt, and one nervous breakdown. Quote, all I could do is stay in my flat in Fulham and cry and write the script for Sliding Doors. Wow. He continues, the worst lasted about three months. Then I slowly began to get better. Now I'm really glad it happened. He also <laughs> stopped getting his hair cut until he was done with the movie. Wow. How yeah. long was his hair by the time... I can answer finished. that. He oh, was uh, he was treading on that. <laughs> Principal photography command. I, I don't know at what point he started. I don't think he started on that date. I think there was just a point where he went. I'm going to work on. Now I'm not cutting my hair as a symbol. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Principal photography lasted not long. Started April first, nineteen ninety seven, and concluded on May twenty eighth, nineteen ninety seven. Wow. So less than two months. Yeah. John Hanna is the master of quick shoots. He, he was on Four Weddings and Funeral as well, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. yeah so. I think he was in a TV program. I so tried to get John Hanna for the pod. Oh, man. That'd be I, cool. even, like, that funny. I even name-dropped Simon Callow and said, we had Simon Callow. Oh. It'd be great if we could kind of like complete the set. That would have been cool. We'd talk about this and four weddings. and Who knows? Maybe he'll get a hold of me at some point and we'll be, hey, surprise. We got a, we got a, that would be cool. I only did it like two days, two, three days ago. But I was yeah, like. Yeah, I know. But still, John Hanna, though. I mean, John he's, been, he's been quite current for the last 20 years, hasn't he? Yeah, John Hannes is kind of, he's kind of that guy who just fills out the roster in a few of these. Although he had a big, uh, 
he had a big go with the mummy returns and the mummy yep was, oh that's that's what i remember he was huge like that was a huge and i thought it was gonna break america for him and it doesn't really do it so he's been a steadily working actor it's always whenever you see these movies he's in because i hit the I hover over it for the wiki it's always so-and-so so-and-so and john hannah and the and John Hanna is on like all of them. He's like the last guy you mentioned, the principal cast. Yeah, I didn't. I'm not. I didn't watch it way back when. But there was a Channel Four program called Queer as Folk, and that that was like quite cutting edge at the time. It, it got played in Canada. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I think he was in that. I don't know. I'm not 100 percent sure. Someone wants to look it up. What queer, is it called, queer, too? queer as folk. Yeah, John Hanna. I'm, I don't know. That's did Heath Ledger I, have a go with that? Oh, I think he did. There was yeah. a couple of things to look up. Yeah, Let's yeah. begin the deep dive. Uh, we start with Icon Pictures. Not a great studio item. It's one that's like the painting of someone's like Renaissance eye. Yeah. The other to be like Renaissance Pictures. It's like Icon Productions. I'm like, <laughs> don't really get it. <laughs> and uh, we meet right at the start. Let's get right that. We meet Helen, played by Gwyneth Paltrow. Didn't she some, look young? Some research suggests Minnie Driver was offered the role before Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, okay. Which would make sense at the time. Yeah, which Late 90s, Minnie Driver, it's weird to say it, was the bigger star. Yeah, definitely. Because much like, we're talking about Tamagotchis before we turn the mics <laughs> on. Yeah. Much like Tamagotchis, Minnie Driver was very big for a very short amount of time. She was. She was, she was. Yeah. Is she, I don't know much about her, is she American or is she British? Minnie Driver or Gwyneth yes. Paltrow? Uh, Mini Driver. I think Mini Driver's British. She plays okay. a Brit a lot. Because obviously Gwyneth Paltrow, she's American. But Gwyneth Paltrow's she? American, and people in America thought she was British. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because all her roles for the long time, she was in uh, Shakespeare in Love. Yeah. She was in this. I assume she was playing, uh, she was in, uh, is it she, Emma? Yeah, she was in one of them she period dramas. She was in Sense, in sense of, not in Sensibility. She was in Great, Expect, oh. Great Expectations. Oh, okay. There was a poster in my English classroom of Gwyneth Paltrow naked laying down on this. It doesn't show anything, but she's clearly naked. And we used to, it was like this red poster with just like her, it was just like her naked body was what like, was, was like the advert. And we joked that it was Great Sexpectations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, you're both right. Minnie Driver is, was born in the UK, but has been a citizen of the United States since 2017. Yeah, I was just wondering because the accent, the, the British accent of Gwyneth Paltrow is something that um, I will discuss later. It's really interesting Same. because, yeah, because <laughs> the, the, I think the, we, at the time. Be, be, being at my side of the Atlantic and at the time, all you heard about was how good Gwyneth Paltrow is. That's why she kept getting the, these, these British leads. Yeah. Because she it was, was a big thing. It wasn't the just time. the one film. She kept getting it over and over and she over did, again. Yeah. And one of them had to be someone somewhere in Hollywood at the time. And not even Hollywood. This is a British film. Yep. Went, she's great for this because she is a possible British accent. Yeah. But now when you listen to it, you go, yeah. It just seems now, it just seems very over the top. And you can tell she's it's very American. Over, it's, it's very over the top yeah, RP. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, very over the top. RP here is what we call received pronunciation, which is kind of that... BBC Queen's English kind of accent. But it also had like this weird Essex twang to it. That wasn't RP. It was like this, I'm a a grimy cockney. In places. I'm like, all right, Dick Van Dyke, pipe down. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, someone who loves a little Dick Van Dyke in his accent there. That's about all I knew. Step in time. (laughs) And how'd they get that, eh? By exploiting the the workers. (laughs) (laughs) That must have been how she got these roles because it (laughs) weren't her accent. Oh. Uh. I think she's okay. That that aside, is she is because we're gonna spend a lot of time with Gwyneth Paltrow in this movie. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Is she a likable person to be hanging out with for the side? I mean, she's a bit of, I mean, I guess we use the term mm. wet lettuce over here, but to be fair, like, Until dear she gets God, both versions of this woman's life are horrendous. They are horrendous. None of them but are very But do you know good. what? When she had a haircut, she looks amazing. Oh, we'll we'll, like we'll, we'll get to that. I got yeah. 10 minutes in and sent Ian a message and went, my God, I don't know if I can finish this film because of her accent. Because yeah, her, I was the accent is so bad. Like, oh my God. And she's she spoke. boring mm-hmm. as sin. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Well, what is, why, why is this a film? Let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to meet Jerry, played by John Lynch. And art imitates life somewhat. His character plays a struggling novelist. In real life, this guy's written multiple novels. That's pretty cool. So there we go. He's followed, He's fast asleep into the moment where Helen leaves and the camera lingers and we see him get up and at him and he's hopping in the shower. Mm. And, like, red we, flag, red flag, red flag. Are we all basically going from minute one? Like, yeah, he's about to have a girl over, right? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I immediately don't like him. She's going to work. He's headed to the shower. She goes to the shop. Like, what's she doing? It was clear there was alcohol in the window of the shop she's going to. She couldn't pull this trick in North America because you don't have to buy booze before noon. Oh. But she goes, she buys four bottles of vodka, as it turns out. She goes to this meeting, goes, yeah, I know I'm late, I'm sorry. At which point they go, you took four bottles of vodka home. And they try to play it off as a victim. I'm like, no, I, don't see, cool. I don't see how this... I don't see how any of this makes me go, oh, she's been hard done by. No. No, I think that's hard done by. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. if I, like, my work doesn't have uh, alcohol to take. But if, if it did, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I took, like, surely you, if you wanted to borrow it, wouldn't you say to your boss? She lives. Excuse me, look, can I just borrow this? Or We've you wouldn't plenty take here, I'll replace it. all of it. You'd you take some of it. No, I'm, I wasn't living here It at was the time, bizarre. But she lives in, in London in 1997. Surely there are off licenses and things she can get exactly. alcohol from. Of course, yeah, there all been. hours of the day. But the stores are not closed. There is no reason why she has to take the work vodka home. Also, even if, even if the stores were shut, you know what would have been open? The pubs. You know what you can do in yes. a pub? Go, can I buy your bottle for cost price? And they'll go, she would yeah, have been right. Fine. Oh, really? You can do that? Most of them will. I know that. So I, I, I don't know. Know. think it's a bit under the... Uh, yeah. But like in 97, also, you absolutely yeah, would have... So I was having a party, so you knew it was there. Why didn't, Why didn't you... you this character doesn't strike me as someone who would have forgotten to have bought her vodka for her. So this is a bit of a... We need a reason for her to be fired and for it to be not really her fault because yeah. she still needs to be good at doing PR. It, that didn't work, though. <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't make any... I wanted to know the story about why she took the vodka. And, then, like, and then she goes, you've... Oh, Let's call him Bill. I don't know what his name was. Oh, Bill. You've wanted me out for ages. Okay, here's my thought. If I know Bill wants to fire me, then I'm, then I'm especially not taking the four you bottles of vodka. No, home. Exactly. How stupid. It didn't and make goes, any you sense You could have just to told them you ran out. I'm like, this is the stupidest reason. But you didn't, did you? Oh, I see. I'll go now. And then she looks around and says... <laughs> wow, it's like having Gwyneth Paltrow in the room. And then she looks around and goes, I was getting a bit choked up with all the testosterone. Best get out before Ooh. I start growing a penis. Now, you can tell me that they're misogynists at her work, but you know what? You have to show me. You can't just have her go, you've always been misogynist. Yeah. You know why you can't tell me that? Because the movie just started. Yep. <laughs> I was like, have her be fired for the misogynistic wrong. reasons and then. then. Yeah, not because she stole vodka. When she walks yeah, exactly. out... She's a thief. One of the guys says to the other ones, told you, lesbian. Now, you know what? That makes me dislike them. But yes. you know what would have been better? If, before she shows up, have someone look at her watch and go, oh, what's going on? 
oh, I don't know, maybe woman problems. Or make him a misogynist then. Yeah. So that when she walks in and goes, you lot have always disliked me. And go, yeah, I just saw them. Yeah. They were being, oh, they were being such misogynists. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. by reversing it, it, well, it doesn't work. And when no, you do it yeah. after the fact, I can't retroactively apply it no, to true. what was clearly flawed logic. Yep. Oh, it was so dumb. <laughs> And like the lesbian line they threw out, just that just seemed to be like, right now we don't like them because they've said that. And it's yeah. just like, oh, we've forgotten to give you a reason not to like these guys. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Here it is. So there we go. Was this um, during his uh, breakdown that he wrote this book? <laughs> yeah, <I don't> <laughs> we go back to the flat and Jerry's having a tryst with Gian Triplehorn. Now, I will say this. I... I love Gian Triplehorn in almost everything she's ever been in. I've seen her it's somewhere. It's so weird to see her in this role. Because she's got such a natural likability about her, yeah. and not in this movie. No. No, you do not like her at all. What have I seen her in? later on when she does Gian her, Triplehorn? Her uh, I'm just going to look right now really quickly. Because I, I recognize her face. I'm not going to lie. I didn't hate her until it got to that bit later. It's the bit, yeah. yeah. That, that threw me over. But I was like, otherwise, because I wasn't on board with Gwyneth Paltrow, it's like, I don't hate you because I no, don't like also, anyone. also, you're but- kind of like, is it Jerry? Is that the name of... Um, Jerry's Jerry. Jerry. Jerry, you're kind of like, what? I never understood what... Because um, she's called Lydia, isn't she? I Lydia, never understood yeah. what exactly she was... Why she was still hanging around for Jerry. And she knew that it, she was he, he was with someone else. I know it just never clicked for me like why why are you going to all this effort to have this affair with him and you're not getting anything back from it really because he's umming and ahhing and I know she then says oh I want you to be my boyfriend he was Lydia but we've jumped ahead again (laughs) Mickey Blue Eyes oh yeah 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 yeah. she was the female lead in that Uh, Waterworld oh no Waterworld yeah Yeah. she was Tom Cruise's wife in The Firm that's where I know her from ah yeah yeah so those are the three kind of big things i want to see that again i saw um what the firm yeah yeah i was too young when i watched the firm it's too much of a drama (laughs) probably for tom cruise as well he's like when can i like jump on an airplane they're like no we're playing this one kind of subtle here tom yeah tom cruise is a good actor that's when tom was going through his i want to be an actor phase yeah he was good um so uh in the elevator after being fired helen drops her earring and john hannah picks it up and there's a beautiful love score in the middle. And I said, John Hanna, because we're going to meet James Hamerton, played by John Hanna. He's partially responsible for this film getting made after initial funding collapsed. Oh, is he? He happened to be in a meeting with Hollywood hotshot Sidney Pollock and casually mentioned this great screenplay he was hoping to make. Pollock was sufficiently interested enough by this conversation to read the script and then immediately sorted out funding. I have a question for Megan. And mm-hmm. when this film was being made, now I know for a fact now that earrings have backs on them. Mm-hmm. Did they not always have backs on them? This is movie, this, this this movie suggests like backs, backs to earrings, earrings were not a thing in England. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. there's a lot of earrings that fall out in this movie. Because you could get like the clip-on earrings that if you didn't have your ears pierced, you but could get But even those don't fill, well, fall out she that was easily. Play, but she it, she was, both times that Gwyneth's fall out, she's playing with it. Yeah. To suggest like maybe she pushes energy. it. Or, like, yeah. like it's like, yeah, it's like a, a tick's too strong of a word, but yeah. it's just one of those moves she does. It is quite hard for earrings I've noticed when I'm frustrated that I tend to rub the back of my head. Yes, you do, yeah. And I kind of sit there and go, you do? and I'm Again, sort of thinking about device, what I want to do. Isn't it? it's like, it is a plot device. Like, it's just a me cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is, 
I, I assume they're clip-ons. That's what I'm going with. It just feels it feels like a plot device written by a man. <laughs> like, let's be honest, because earrings well, don't it, fall out well, that easily. Yeah. No, it's a clip-on. Well, it really was. We, we, we've established who wrote it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean, though. It feels like right. it feels like that, though. Because you watch it and go, well, that doesn't happen. Yeah, I'm just going to go back to Birds of Prey and go, a woman's just capable of writing a bad movie as a man is. Oh, I like <laughs> I that. Is better I know, than I know that. that but oh, like... Birds of Prey sucks. Oh, I like it. No, I Birds of Prey is horrendous. Oh. I wanted to like it. I wanted to like it. Yeah, I did. I did not go in going i'm gonna be this guy because the minute you no. go here's the problem the minute you come out and say i don't like birds of prey you know how people go you're a misogynist yeah because you don't like it's all girls no no but they go you don't you don't like it because it's all girls no no i paid money to go yeah, see this yeah, yeah. i wanted to i good. wanted to like it i, love I like quinn you as a character and, i like you and mcgregor yeah i thought harley quinn um margot robbie was great as harley mm-hmm. quinn in, in suicide she was the one good thing of suicide squad yeah, really. brilliant yeah. so i was all in for this and then i was really disappointed when but it was the harley crap. quinn in that was different harley quinn in um, I agree. There's That's not great. been much continuity with all the DC stuff, though, has there? No. So, no. no. so back to Cindy Pollock, before George's question was, when Cindy Pollock called from Hollywood to offer financing, director Peter Howitt was on a drinking spree in a London pub, probably getting his bottle for cost. I wonder if that's the same had brandy. Be, I don't he, think it's legal, but you can. He was so drunk, he had to sober up before he could return the phone call. <laughs> so he's folded the telephone. I'm going to fund your movie. Imagine this. I'm going to call the guy. <laughs> uh, I'm making a movie. <laughs> they won't pay for it. <laughs> no, I want to give you some money. They won't pay for it. I'm bringing home the bread. <laughs> like i don't know i'm trying to imagine a situation where i put myself where i was trying to have a logical conversation with someone who'd clearly had far too much to drink and trying to bring them on top to talk about a movie yeah don't yeah. know don't know what we're referring to there <laughs> who knows sydney pollock also Ethan spent isn't here so you know we <laughs> have to we have to do something we, we, someone's got to be that person yeah, go be the full guy sydney pollock spent a lot of time in the editing room quote i got very involved in the editing because it was a picture that required precise editing i'll say this i i'm gonna talk about this i the editing was a little bit too like manic back and forth between the two storylines yeah you and i got fed up of the pantomime shling noise that played every time they went backwards and forwards oh i didn't even notice that i yeah. like the fact that you know i want she to had know the, the wound to, at the beginning so you could tell there were some key distinguishing things but, yeah. but guess what we're jumping ahead we are oh, no i'm thought. jumping ahead too because <laughs> hey. someone's leading me to jump no ahead. you were already talking before she got there she interrupted you from your talking ahead to do her talking ahead <laughs> no i was just thinking though that you know like you say with the editing and stuff like um george said with the plaster on her uh, head and stuff um that's probably why there was such a dramatic change in haircuts was so that was easier on the editing wasn't it i'll come back to that okay that is a girl thing to do though as well though after yeah. a breakup as you do do so that that, that does work it's also was that a plot device, device written well i was burdened by a man but yeah. was that one okay yes okay it's also a very new thing does, to do. do you want a new you after a big breakup and, uh, and, uh, it's a trope but it's a more accurate yes. one so i'll let it slide yes. <laughs> indoors Ooh, there we go just letting it slide so uh he said uh, i wanted the audience to be able to find the movement between the a and the b stories quote i felt peter needed some help so i worked pretty hard on that part of it was able to make a contribution to it just because it was complicated for a director the first time about in a 1998 interview john hannah claimed that this part was quote the hardest thing i've ever done like in life it's much easier to be depressed than to be happy give me happy and smiling sorry being happy and smiling naturally on take 18 is really tough give me me balling my eyes out any day anytime yeah. sorry anytime. and do you know something to john hannah's credit right whenever i see him anything i always imagine him with that smile yeah you know i mean he's great i think he's a great actor he's but 
I always imagine with that smile. He's so charming in this. He is. I I I I didn't think he's, he was charming. He's red flag charming. He, he was red flag charming, and he was slightly over the top. And he was. He's I, a bit he, over the top in a couple of places. Well, yeah, I saw him in in real life. I, I found him quite hard to. This is the most British. Well, it's not the most British. We're gonna get to that. But this is the most British thing. He's charming, but it annoys me. <laughs> no, he was, and I because and then obviously I'm jumping ahead again, but you get a, a little red herring surprise, later surprise, on with him, surprise. don't you? you do. um, and I was thinking, right, well, how is this going to go? And I'm surely that the whole predictability is going to be that he's going to be the guy at the end that she ends up with. Um, but then I was kind of thinking, well, maybe they're going to take a dark turn with this, but they didn't. <laughs> well, speaking of two turns, you could have gone to a dark turn. <laughs> So Helen comes rushing down to get her train. She just wants to go home. She's been fired, right? And she comes down to get the train, the, the, kids the tube, if you will. And there's a kid who's using the banister as like a, a runway for her Barbie or something like yeah. that. And she, as a result of it, she just misses the train. And the score gets almost magical at this point. And, she, and so she misses it and it makes her late. And then we see the thing go, and she goes back to the top. And uh, and, the, and uh, we did see that John, James gets on the train. Yep. Um, she goes back down, and this time the mom grabs the little girl and pulls her to the side, and she's just able to make the train. We see her sit beside James and be outside. I've gotten my notes. Georgia, please note this is the same actress on the train and outside the train. <laughs> I got it. Because there's two, there's two Gwyneth Paltrow's. I want to make sure you know, but in this case, they are the same. Not like Heat, where there were two. One of them had a goatee, and one of them didn't. But you still thought they were the they same. They were the same. Yeah. There's Gwenny and Gwyneth. Did they need the rewind bit, or do you think they could have done? They didn't need that, and people still understood what was going on. I think no. I think you need the magical music, and I think because in order to realize that a the film hasn't made a mistake, it hasn't just like du- duplicated the scene. Yeah. And I think the rewind makes me go, wait, what is this? What, a little yeah. bit of the, like the, you said the panto music, but the idea of it, this is kind of like magic. We're going to yeah. take a look at this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was an interesting thing to set up without any sort of, um, I'm glad, I mean, they, they could have gone really like hokey Hollywood and had someone go like, I see your life branching in two possible directions on like a fortune cookie or like a, a psychic or something. I did think, how are they going to tie this up if they're playing out two stories? It's, well, they found an easy way to do, do you know, it. They, yeah. they put a full stop on one of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's really jumping ahead now. And that wasn't me that No, time. we made an illusion and we're... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The difference was it was short until you decided to jump in and extend it. <laughs> <a little longer. laughs> <laughs> um, the sliding doors incident that sparks the parallel story was shot at the Fulham Broadway station and at Waterloo Station on the water and city line of the London Underground, which we call the Tube. So if anything, there's people who said Subway. We're going to call it the Tube because going that's what we do here. Going uh, the Blue Train is a Waterloo and City Line station. Uh, you can film there at the time for £500 an hour. Wow, that's not bad. Is that a good rate? I think that's a remote. To yeah, shut down London. a train station in London? I suppose. Unless you have a crew of fewer than five, at which point I think it must cost less. I'm like, I need to find a film I can film there because... That's a good deal. Wasn't there? I'm sure there was some horror movie or something filmed in the tube. There's lots of stuff filmed in the yeah. tube. Yeah. You know, you, I, whenever I go, I, a friend of mine said to me, "There's rats running around here under this tube." Oh, it's not worse than New York. I promise oh, I went, you. That. I, went, I went. Is there? And he went, "Yeah, look." And we looked over, and there's a rat running. And I was like, "Oh my god!" I've now never every seen time a rat. I look, there's Is always there? rats running under there. I'm sure. going sure. to look next yeah. time. That's nuts. Um. This Scary. is the second movie I can think of that's been shot on the London Underground. Can you think of what the... Oh, hang on. No, yep, second one that I can think of that we've reviewed. Can oh. you think of the other one? Was it one of the James Bond ones? Nope. Oh. Casino Royale takes place in, like, Monaco. 
Oh, no, not that one. There's a spy one, and he's, like, running, and he's like, ah. I think that is a later James Bond, but we haven't reviewed that. There's a subway scene in Speed where he gets on the train. I've not seen that. Mm. But the answer for this one is it's another romantic comedy. It's not a British film, obviously, because it's in London Underground. Not in Hill. Not, not, we haven't done Notting Hill, Liam. <laughs> for Wes is the funeral. Maybe if we don't change anything, <laughs> just this once. Yeah, they got a tube, didn't they? About time. Yeah. Yep. Oh. There's a nice little medley of when they're like dating, where we go through a whole bunch of stuff and we yes, use the tube as like a central yes, 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 yes. location for the song. I can never think of it when you say these things on air. Well, you know. I didn't even have my notes. I went, oh, I reminds me of that other film we've done. Um, so pr- I'm going to call them Prime Helen and like Secondary Helen, or eventually it'll be Blonde Helen. Yeah. Because Prime Timeline, right? Brought to us by my bottle of Prime. It's still sitting here. Here it is. So which one is Prime Helen? Prime Helen's the one where it actually happens. So the Can one we... that actually happens is 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 the one where she gets she's on the, the train. Blo- no, she's the one where she misses the train. Misses the train happens first. That's she's Prime the Timeline. Dark haired one. Yeah, the one where she doesn't make the train. That's Prime Timeline. Can we also do a thing at the end where we do which Gwyneth we liked? Yeah, we can do that. Sure. Yeah. Prime Helen finds out there's been a derail. So as soon as she misses, it goes there's been a derailment of Victoria. So please uh, find alternate means of travel. At which point, I'm really concerned for everybody on the train which just left. Yeah. But she goes outside and has her bag almost stolen, and as a result, her head gets... I want to say smashed. It said mashed into a tree. Same thing, really, I think, at the end of the day. And bless the cabbie. Gabby's a nice guy. Yeah. But here's the problem is that I would have let some of these scenes play a little bit longer with one Helen or the other, but they were determined. They were going to keep bouncing back like every 30 seconds. They wanted you to keep Because now I'm on the train with secondary Helen, and James is talking to her, and he start, his in is some guy starts singing some song, and the song is lifted up, lifted bit lyrics from the Beatles. And he's got this theory of it. Everybody's born instinctively knowing Beatles lyrics. Now, I love the Beatles. So I'm, I'd be like, talk to me more, John Hanna. See, what else you got? Uh, I, I love the Beatles uh, too, but you know what? I would just want I don't to want him there. to. I just want him to shut up. I just yeah, want to get. I felt like um, that. He's right when he says, you know those people that just want to sit on the train yes. and on the tube and just they don't want to talk be. to anybody? That wouldn't they be. just want to read a book? Yeah, yeah that's me. That wouldn't, be, that wouldn't be nearly as good of a movie, though. I no, know, I know, but. but this is why I don't like yeah, his character because he annoyed me right from the beginning. James says I'm not, no. I'm not being funny though, but if someone just randomly started up a conversation with you, that's when you tend to go, uh. He's really bad at reading her. She clearly doesn't want to be part of a conversation and he sort of determines it's my job to cheer you up. He's not it's a, a patient character, is he? Nope. It's a bit different if he remembered her from the lift. Which he doesn't. Well, he kind of gets there eventually. But eventually. Yeah. But I mean, if he'd have gone, oh, that's that lady from the lift. Oh, well, I'll talk to her. That's a bit different. Yeah. But he didn't. He recognizes, especially considering like who this guy is. I don't want to jump ahead, but he's a guy who's going through a separation slash divorce. His mom's dying. Yeah. Like, not dying like we think she might get, but like, no, no. She's, she's dying. Yep. And yet he's like the happiest guy there ever was. Yep. You know how you make this slightly less creepy and awkward as an introduction? You just go, hey, you still got, you've got both your earrings? Like, well, yeah, tie I it agree back in that. straight away yeah, agree and then that. make her in, actually enjoy That's the conversation because the fact that he's I so think, annoying I think this is more so we like him but I found oh, him annoying in the like, first I, hated no, him. I, I didn't like him at the end I like him in I'm the also, whole I'm not saying it's successful I'm just saying as well I, think they're, they're, they're I like him they through tried. you know a majority of the film yeah uh, but this opening bit I found because I, I again I put myself in the film how would I feel if I was Gwyneth Oh, trust me, I'm not the guy who ever talks to anybody on the subway unless they're people who I know already. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. 
It's like, I love that one. I would, hey! I would politely talk to people if they talk to me. The only it, time this ever happens is like when we went to see the Spice Girls. Well, we you, all everyone had a, loved you, Liam. Oh, well. everyone, you were like a little Yeah, but that's celebrity. a little bit different because you're we almost had a wearing... commonality, didn't you're, you? And, and you're almost wearing a persona for the day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that was good fun. You're yep. right. You're right. Um... What else we got here? So he recognizes her and asks if she works at that book publisher. And, uh, oh, bad timing. And she kind of gets a little bit of snip, which you would. I just was fired from there. Meanwhile, Prime Helen is getting stitched up in the hospital because the cabbie took her all the way and then walked her in. He was so nice. Yeah. And, he, and he didn't even charge her. Uh, we didn't see him charge her. No, because okay. I was watching for her. I go, I bet he's going to charge her because that's going to, because that would really <laughs> piss me off. And he didn't. Secondary Helen has James apologizing to her for talking to her too much. Um, and he's aware so, of what he's done. You would know yeah. that, wouldn't you? Right? And he does say, look, I'm getting off. Of the, I, I, I write this. I'm getting off at of the next day. Because he realizes you don't want to talk. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have talked. Okay, I'm getting off at of the next station. So just in case you get off too, exactly. please know I'm not following you. Because as a guy, i to be honest with you, sometimes I try really, really hard to make sure that women know I'm not following them. So I will cross the other side of the street. Same. I will speed up so they see me in their sight line and across the street yep. so they know that I'm no longer behind them and that they're safe. Yep. But I try and do these things just in regular sort of, especially if it's nighttime, especially if it's just the two of us on a long stretch of road or whatever it is. I do these things so they feel safe. And this is one where I went, I don't live in the city, so I never had to consider this, but I think it is something I, I, I might do if it was a situation like that. Yeah, and I thought that was quite nice for him to say that. Yeah. Um, where are we at here? He's just got off the train. He's just got off the train. Um, she follows him. Oh, meanwhile, Jerry she stalks him. Jerry, <laughs> she stalks him. <laughs> Different story. Jerry and Triple Horner making out to, to Benny and the Jets, which Benny! I never thought was a uh, Benny. Benny and the Jets. Liam, new what? headphones, very sensitive. Please oh, don't. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> You're tanning. Bring it down to about a six. <laughs> Benny, there we go. Benny. That's better. It's not making the It's not making the road get all red and angry. <laughs> um, Keep it green. So they're previously. We found out they've previously been a couple. These two, and uh, they it drink, doesn't make any better. They drink though. some. No, but it, it gives some some nuance to maybe why he can't quit her. I don't know. And but they both have a swig of some brandy, and they kind of like regurgitate spit oh, out a little bit so, so, gross. so it lands on their like, so it lands on brandy? their body though so they can probably you he know incorporate it spit, into what's going like, on yeah. but i was kind of like brandy. it might be the kind of thing you do with just the two of you in a room but as, as someone who's that. like bed. as someone who like i'm having to watch it like for like a really close-up two shot of a two of them i'm like it's kind of gross guys it was gross i don't even want to see mama birds feeding their baby birds like that like you don't need to be doing it with the whiskey Thank i watched you very that much. this week with penguins because i was Brand. watching a, documentary a bit grim, about penguins yeah emperor penguins are really interesting by the way then we jump back <laughs> to um we jump back to Gwyneth Paltrow getting off the train and talking to john hannah and she's apologizing for being anti-social because i think he's quite genuine i didn't mean to upset you i really didn't if i got this wrong i'm sorry i'm leaving just just ha- have a nice day yeah and she apologizes and goes look it's not and she explains you know things. and he goes hey your day might get better. Remember what the Monty Py- Python boys say, and she does what you're supposed to go. Always, Always on, on the bright side, side of life. life. I said that as I watched <laughs> it. <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> nope, no one ever suspects the Spanish Inquisition, Inquisition. <laughs> which, is a, which is a fun... You have to have seen the TV series and not the film for it, but it's a fun line. Yeah. Uh, and he mentions that Helen's a Gemini. Uh, Gemini is the... Zo- Anybody here a Gemini? No. I'm a Gemini. What's your sign? 
What do you mean? What if, if you're a Gemini, what's the symbol for, for Gemini? Oh, it's the twins. Twins, yeah. Yeah. which represents oh, the suppose, two. Yes, there we are. two version. Yep. Yeah. Um, secondary Helen comes home and finds um, <laughs> the two of them Great literally timing. mid-coitus, I've got written down. She handles this really well. I, sh- I wish if I ever walked into that, I would love to have the same reaction. She walks she in she really well. and yeah, goes, just, just really deadpan. I didn't think you liked Elton John. <laughs> Which is in brackets, the most British thing ever. And then I, I noticed, didn't think you I liked sometimes. Elton John. And then I looked over and I went, oh, it's a cassette. it's 1997 who's still using cassettes i was in 1997 yes i was making mixtapes come on when am i only time i use computer and try and burn a disc well, not, uh, I suppose mixtapes people were making. But, make, but as far as like, stu- I'm buying all my stuff studio on CD by 97, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. But was that? I think it was a mixtape because it was, it, was, it, was, it was a whole bunch of Elton back to back. I thought that was a, a mixtape, but yeah. Because right now we got Honky Cat. Good song. I believe. Or is it Benny and the Jets for this? It's Benny and the Jets for this. Um, and there is so, a few Elton John songs, yeah. And so she goes. Oh, you really shouldn't. You really shouldn't stop. I need some help with this. You'll set a woman back three days doing a thing like that. <laughs> what does that mean? Which bit was that? Sorry, you I shouldn't stop. You really shouldn't stop. You'll set a woman back three days doing a thing like that. Or is that because he stopped mid? Yeah, yeah. She was about he to have she, yeah. special moment. Yeah, I'm not sure why it sets. Him what what does it set her back three so. days? That's the thing. I'm, I mean, you're laughing. I get it, but can you explain it to me? What is the because joke? For some women, it's like blue balls. If you start getting close to an orgasm, okay, and that's what, that's what I need. Okay. It can set you back, and you won't be able to for a while this because so- your body has oh. gone Although, shit. This is something I've never heard of. Different for women, uh, okay, though, because yeah. you can. Have you heard of this? Have you no. know? No. I assume it's a bit different for men because. There's an actual physical build-up of... of them. Yeah. In a sequence. <laughs> yeah. Um, Keep going, Megan. <laughs> I'm going to stop there. That's as far as I'm going. <laughs> I've got a joke, but I can't use it. It's in, the ba- it's in bad taste. <laughs> you, had, you had such purpose. <laughs> um, um, set it back three days. I yep. I don't, see, I don't think I would say that in application to Lydia because she doesn't look like the type of character that would have that issue in her life. But then but. she goes, who is she? And then Lydia speaks up and goes, she's Lydia. And then gets out. And uh, Helen and says, I've had a horrible day. I got sacked. And so did you. <laughs> Cup of tea. Which I thought, okay. That was the, the best bit. I had the previous award for most British thing ever. This is the award for most British thing I ever. I liked how she At which point that. then she assaults him. Which, you and know. You would. Yeah. You would, I, 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 Not me, personally. But, I mean, if you were her that I'm a, character. I'm a, I'm a big believer that you should. no one should strike anybody. But this is. I mean, it's it's on the arms. It's not meant to do real physical harm. But it's meant to get the idea that she's angry at him. Uh, yeah. That's the whole. Technically, you, it's assault. But I don't think anybody's pressing charges. I think, I think for the story, you had to see her calmly take it all in. She's really good at being calm when the other woman's there. And then letting it drop when it's just the two of them, which is totally fine. Because I think if you lose, it, it's, it's, it's that whole British stiff upper lip thing. If you mm. lose your, your cool, you you lose. Do you know what I did like? I like the fact that she took it out on him and not her. Yeah. Because the amount of times in relationships they take it out on the other person. And Certainly. Not, I thought that was uh, quite handled well. Um, secondary. Oh, so she's. I come. <laughs> okay. I'm going to read this quote again. Direct quote for the movie. I come home and catch you up to your nuts in Lady Shagging Godiva. <laughs> well, he was. 
The, the, the use of shagging in this made me really, really annoyed. Because it's like, yeah, I know you don't want to get like a like a whatever rating for saying fucking, but you can't just swap out shagging. I know they mean the same thing, yeah, but like colloquially, it was written by a Brit. It's anymore, not she. Anyway. She didn't write the script. This no, is, I know, yeah. but it no, felt it's not the script. Okay. Yeah, okay. the writing did feel a bit weird well, you, yeah you got to keep you, you can't have us be an r-rated romantic comedy those no, things didn't, no. especially on the budget we're talking yeah, about yeah, yeah, but what yeah. would you have used instead of shag would you have used romping or well no he, he wants to say lady fucking desire well, godiva doesn't you so it would just just what if you just, just said lady godiva yeah. yeah you don't okay. have to have shagging in there no no um i imagine words Could like you not use effing? i'll say this i imagine no because that will get you what effing? Oh, to use the word effing? Yeah. Oh, you, you may as well say fudging then. I mean, it's no, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, but I know. No, but that's not shagging, at least shagging's a word. Effing's <laughs> just them going, here's the word I really want to say. Like, literally. Well, couldn't they sort of start to say it? Like, um, like, eff, to <laughs> Godiva. You know, I don't know. Then, then she's losing control and, she can't, and she's holding back. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, this I is still wrong. I think it's it. two reasons. Number one, I think just trying to make sure we don't get the MPAA and the BBFC to put them higher um, rating than they want to get. Number and two, I think words like shagging play very, sense. very well with an American audience. I was gonna, yeah, I was going to say that's a word that's associated oh, with. Okay. It's such a British, it? it gives you a sense Even of novelty. I don't think I've ever used it in my life. It's a disgusting word. Yeah, yeah. I'm not big on it either. The word, I mean. I don't think I've used it without <laughs> quoting a rock. movie, I think. <laughs> It's a very like, uh, like early adulthood boys being like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It felt very yeah, yeah. childish. It's very okay. childish, and I think that's how how I was like, mm. maybe that's what you should have present him as. I don't know. Maybe yeah, it felt childish. Uh, it turns out we get the backstory. She's been sustaining him while he tries to write. And mm. this is where secondary Helen storms out. Because primary Helen is still at the hospital. Mm-hmm. She comes home just in time to see Jeanne Triplehorn drive away. Now, I was thinking as this happened about Serendipity, yep. a film that we watched, and a film I wanted more of these near misses in, yes. and to be and to be privy to these near misses. So yes. as far as that went, I went, so much dramatic irony, because we know who that is now. And we know, oh, no, she's going to miss the thing, because everything we're seeing is like a fantasy second sequence, when actually the primary story is actually really sad. Yeah. Because now we know what's, and we've almost become made, made a party to it. It's like we know he's yeah. cheating on her, and we can't tell her. She kind of clocks on quite early with the brandy glasses, though, doesn't she? Uh, Ish. 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 But why would you park right outside the front? Well, she's not discreet, is she? Well, I think (laughs) we get the idea that Lydia's trying to get caught, I think, for the most part. Yeah, I, yeah. I think she does, because she wants him to confront the situation. And she's trying to push it to a decision. So, Uh, uh, She gets inside, and we get, uh, hey, that hunky cat... Which is not a good Elton John song, as no, far as I'm you concerned. The I don't like it. Maybe Elton said you can have these two songs. I don't, like, be- I don't like Benny. Ones. And, I don't like Benny and the Jets that much either. Actually, if I'm like being Benny, honest, I like no. Benny and the Jets because that's different. Nah, I don't like it. What's no, that film where they drunkenly sing Benny and the Jets? Oh, uh, that's Twenty Seven Dresses. Yeah, that's all that makes me. Look at that instant knowledge. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> um. So she's she says so he's like, oh, you're home early. And she goes, yeah, it's Wednesday. It's your shag day. Basically suggested I'm, uh, I'm your other girlfriend coming in. We're like, oh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we get to see. So she's sort of going over her story. And then we see the least secure earrings in Britain because um, Lydia's left an earring on the pillow. Yep. Surely you Pesky would check earrings. for this before you left. Because he's trying to clean Wouldn't himself you? as well. Unless he? this is intentional on her part. Yeah. He's not. Ex- well, he's not expecting. Um, 
had to be back so soon, though. It's but she should still check to make sure she's got both her earrings before she leaves. Well, you, yeah, but I, again, would, I think she's trying to get when, yeah. yeah, it's hard for us to go. At what point does she decide she's going to orchestrate this to a head? I think she's. Is done. it this early? I, I think I think she's done it from the get. Because why park out the front? People, neighbors, and people would see. Well, it's a building, isn't it? Yeah, well, still. It's a building. She could, yeah, later, she on, could, she could, later on, the same car's well, there all the time. Later on, it's when she's honking his horn you to know. draw attention, then you see him get in. The problem's not that she's honking her horn. The problem is he has to get into the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're jumping ahead. Yeah. As usual, when Megan's on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> I love how you're blaming her, her for your jump ahead now. I was not in the slightest. I was very quiet. Yeah, uh, yeah. So he jumps and he like jumps and he goes, Oh, you know I hate Elton John. I'm like, all right, good point using information that we were already privy to for your save. I'll give you that part. But still and the idea should be that she's a little bit I don't know about this. But if this is a cassette Yes. If he's I think he's presenting it. I think he's presenting it as he's cause I think he's presenting it as he's getting rid of both. Oh. Uh. Because I looked, because he, he kind of put a hand almost on the radio bit as well as he was doing it. Uh, okay. Who has a single cassette deck? Did you guys have single cassette boom boxes like this? Yeah. I had one. Oh, everything back home was double. Oh, uh, no, I had, I had one. It's always deck A, deck B. Because you basically because was a CD player you were going to use well. it, you were, you you were going to copy stuff over. And there was always one that had like the, the record button. High speed, dub, yeah, 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 record yeah. play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The one, the one of my earliest childhood memories is a little tiny boombox thing that was like maybe 30 centimeters across and it was round and had a CD player in the top and a cassette in the front. And that's what we used to play the blue aqua disc on. I actually aqua. came across in the attic um, about four months ago, my, my cassette player um, that I had as a maroon red one. And that's single, single okay. cassette. But I did have a black one, which had two. Like I had like a little like like square like almost like the ones they show in the movies. There's like a little square thing, and you yeah, push yeah, play, yeah. and that's really it. Yeah, I had one of those, but as far as something that would have a handle on it, and oh, would no, have like a, a handle. Oh, yeah, that's so that's weird, that's really. Handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had an oblong one where it was like a handle, almost almost it was almost like a, like, like a lunchbox kind of thing. Where oh, it was wow. like it was like um. Oh yes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Yeah, and it was like yeah. a, it was like top load, top load. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I had one of those because we used to put them on the computer uh, um, computers okay. as well. So when you're playing games like a Spectrum game, whatever, you could yeah. hook them up. To yeah, do the same you could thing. Do that, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he then sees the second brandy glass and throws one in the um, linen basket. Yeah, laundry basket, and so that that's how he gets rid of that and gives her a drink. And the problem is, he's obviously successful in the short term. And then he's just left it there because we never see her find it. So it's got to be hours, if not days later, she, she notices this. She must have gone this. back and noticed and thought, oh, hang it's on, like, there was two there all It's along. like surely when she goes to the toilet or something, you just go, yeah, I'm going to clean up. I'm, I'm a pig. And you just put it all away. Yeah. I think he thinks that he's got away with it. Clearly, he's been, he's it's been going on it. for so long mm. that he's gotten a little arrogant about it i literally like googled cd tape player small blue and it came up with like almost exactly the same one we had when we oh, were really? little i think mine was okay. similar to that actually i have seen ones like that to be fair i have one of those yeah at the shop yeah yeah there we are. 
So I remember I had, I had CD, CD top load and both cassettes in my uh, walk around okay. one. No, I didn't my sister that. and I got the same ones. I took one of mine to Phoenix and the laser died after a while. You and swapped so them. What you had to, no, I wish. <laughs> what you had to do though, it was weird. It was like push start in a car. If you just put the CD in, it wouldn't go. But if you give it a little spin, spin? and then closed yes! it, like the laser would then recognize it. That's weird. The I problem was that. if you did it with the same disc too often, it would scratch it. Yeah, yeah, so I yeah. did scratch one copy of Oasis Stand on the Shoulder of Giants because oh. that CD came out that that year i was in phoenix oh wow yeah um so secondary helen uh the one who has caught him has a ring and she throws it in the thames meanwhile primary helen is talking to jerry saying oh i wonder what would have happened if i just caught the train and he's going oh that would have been that would have been bad yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you ever had your own sliding doors moment where you're like what would have happened if i hadn't done this one thing because i have one uh, I'll share mine while you guys think. So yeah, you mean people times. don't think about this all of the time and have many existential well, crises? Well, I do, but here's I one. I, was, I had a, a job interview at the university. I was going to get a little part-time job on the side helping a professor with some research, mm-hmm. which I was quite excited about being a research assistant. I was like, it's probably the closest thing to a teacher I could have met. It was a long way away from loading a, loading a jig at a factory to be like, I'm going to be a research assistant for a professor. And I was driving, and I remember having a conversation with my partner at the time going, because there was only two ways in the town if you lived in Sudbury. Sudbury is a city in northern Ontario. Northern Ontario is part of the Canadian Shield, so it's just rock. Okay. So it's hard to build new roads because you have to blast all the rock out of the way. Yeah, yeah. So as a result, it was like there's two main ways in, and the one way had... Bless you. Um, the one way was full of construction. So I'm going to take the other road today because it doesn't have construction. And so therefore, should be an easier way of getting in. Yeah. And so I was going ahead. I was driving along this other way, which I don't usually take. And uh, we got to a red light. And the car behind me, I'm like, oh, it's getting a little bit close on that one. A little bit slow, slowing down. Got to an next red light. Dude crashed right into the back of me. Wow. Pushed me into the truck ahead of me. So my hood, like, rolled up like the tinfoil on a lasagna, basically. Yep. And I was like, and I got out, and yeah, it's just a, there's three of us. It's just a disaster. And so I'm like, okay, great. And uh, the old guy's like, oh, can I use your phone? I'm like, you're asking me to use my, he's crashing the back of me, dude. Yeah. And then he starts telling me, oh, I've been driving for 45 years. This is my first accident. I'm th- I went, now is not the time to tell me how good of a driver you are, sir. Nice. <laughs> You've done just the opposite. And I loved this car. Like, I had this car, mainly because it was my first real car. Yeah. I had some beaters, but it was the first one I'd had and like paid off and done that sort of a thing with. It was coming up on 300,000 kilometers. It was very how I met your mother because it was a scene where it almost rolls over to them <laughs> to a big number and then it breaks. And I was like, come on. And then, yeah, sure, that, that wrote it off. And I was so emotive. The, the book value on the car at that point, because it had so many kilometers on it, was yeah. like nothing. So yeah. the car I it paid for was so much less of a car than the car I, I gave. Oh. And so I sat there going, what if I'd just gone the way I usually go to? Because it wouldn't have happened. The guy would not have been behind me. Yep. I've been driving for years. I've only once had someone crashed me from behind at a red light. What would have happened if I hadn't gone that way? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I missed my interview. With it. I, I, I redid it and all that stuff. But then I think about like, you know, that car would later skid on some ice and we'd have to replace that because it got into a it crashed into, then we have to replace it for that, but it crashed into the side of a, uh, of a, um, fence because of the icy roads that the cops closed like literally 10 minutes after my accident. 
and then like the the uh, the engine went on it. I'm like, I wouldn't have had that car if it hadn't been for the first car, and I would have. What would that have meant? And so then we went from two cars down to one, and it caused a bunch of stress. So I'm like, wow, what would have happened if I just had a gone the other direction to work to, to school that day? See, mine would probably be around uh, university because I went to university in Cambridge and because I live nearby and I was in a relationship at the time, I decided to commute. So I was getting a train in, doing my uni stuff and coming back home. But my thing would be, what if I had done the proper uni experience and gone and actually lived at uni and done more of the, you know, the social life of actually living at university and, you know, how different would my life be if I had lived in cambridge instead of commuting to cambridge i think that could have been possibly a huge fork now but so, big decision though this yes. idea about being about do am i in a relationship am i not in a relationship i'll probably meditate mm. that would i imagine well, would, did the relationship well, will survive it mm, possibly possibly not okay but who knows in hindsight that probably wouldn't have mattered but well there you go yeah but i was just wondering so it's a decision that you have to make about okay i have to end the relationship versus mm. Because then you have, and your life's definitely going a different would road. Have been, but okay. it's, yeah. it'd just be interesting if I had, say, done the whole proper uni experience. Yep. You know, lived. You know, lived. You know, you do your halls, yep. and then you sort of live there and stuff. Like, would I be living in Cambridge right now still, or who knows? There you go. Mystery. Uh, probably the time I got fired from my job, and um, I remember. Uh, I'm a curious kind of person, so. The factory I was working at the time, I was working my way towards um, uh, going to America. And I was in this factory and I'd seen the whole of the factory. You know, I was just curious about how that worked, why that worked and blah, blah, blah. And there was these silos that were going to be knocked down the following week. Mm -hmm. And my mate was working on these silos. Um, And you're not allowed to go in designated areas that you're, you're not supposed to go in. And uh, I said to him one day, I went, oh, man, I've not been in these silos. I want to go and have a look. And uh, I said, before they get knocked down, I said, been around the rest of the factory. How cool would that be? I said, but only if I can get time off work, you know, because we were, we were making these boxes, hand handmade boxes for Uncle Ben's rice. And, um, and I'm going through. Anyway, there's a break in um, production of these boxes being made for about two or three hours. So I go, oh, perfect time, three o'clock in the morning. I'll go to my mate. I'll go, do you mind if I have a look? Yeah, 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 yeah. No one about. Come, come and have a look. Time I'd got back down again, the management was standing at the bottom waiting for me. I kind of knew yeah. as I was going up, someone was going to be waiting for me at the bottom. Yeah. But it was one of them moments where I went, if I don't go, I'm never going to be able to say I saw the whole thing. Um, but I'm thinking, would I still been working? Would I have not been fired that morning, you know, and gone home? Um, would my life, would I've gone to America? Would I not have gone to America? Yeah. Would I have done, would I've got married, not got married? Because I, I went to another job after that one. I went across the road to a job that I used to do. And my boss said to me, well, why don't you come work here? So I literally left on the, the Friday morning or something and started on Monday the next, oh, yeah. the next week. Now that's where I met my ex-wife. So who's oh, to say? Okay. Wow. Well, yeah. Would I have met my ex-wife if, you if had I hadn't that. got fired? Yeah. True. I mean, mine's probably mostly similar to Meg's. It's like, if, did I go when I was 18 and picked which uni I wanted to go to? I had I had two or three different offers that I could have taken up. And I went to one of them. 
um, and I only lasted about six months there because I got quite poorly and the course wasn't right for me and I kind of got bullied out of one halls of residence before moving to into another and then getting really unwell so I kind of go if I'd have picked one of the other ones what would have happened would I have made it all the way through should I have picked a different course in the first place um so yeah it's quite interesting yeah. I kind of go which is the like there was a moment where I clicked except on that one where if I'd have clicked except on a different one my life could have been completely different there you go there are sliding doors. Sliding door moments. <laughs> um, so, uh, Prime Helen's being cheered up by Jerry. And I'll tell you this much. Jerry, even though it's from a guilty conscience, does a great job at saying, hey, we're going to get you all dressed up. You're going to wear this dress. We're going to take you out. We're going to get you so drunk. We're going to have some Indian. I'm going to put you to bed completely. And that's what we're going to. And he takes her mind off of all of it. And I'm like, he's actually really good at this. This is, this is where I, I struggled with his character because... You don't like him because he's having an affair, but there were moments where he did genuinely seem to care for her. I think we have to see why she would have started with him. To yeah, begin with. I think you do. Yeah, see, I didn't he like does it. the puppy dog like, eyes. I didn't like him at all. Well, that's mm. the thing though, because it works on two levels. Number one, here's what he wants to like, what he was like, and then secondly, you're being so duplicitous and insincere. Yeah, as yeah. it builds up, not though, insincere, you're just... but you're being so. The illusion is that you, you sort of world that is a, is, surrounds this woman when clearly this is just an act. See, yeah, because to me, it was just him being slimy to get out of it. I thought he was struggling with his decision. I think he was struggling with his decision, yeah. He should have, he should have sorted it out, but um, yeah. Uh, secondary, Helen is getting blasted in a cafe by herself. Um, uh, meanwhile, we cut to a scene with, this is secondary Helen's Jerry. So he's been caught, and he's talking to Russell, played by Douglas McFerrin. I really like Russell, the, the friend. friend. Oh, he, I brilliant. loved him. He <laughs> gives Russell the I told you speech and then laughs at him. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I'm a mate. He was funny. That's my reaction if my mate was going through this. Same. I'd be like, what? On a side note, Jerry's got the Hugh Grant curtain thing going on here. Yes. I love, I was try, I, that was my look at high school around 17, 18. Uh-huh. Yeah. You need a picture of this. Uh, I, I probably have it, yeah. <laughs> I never had curtains. Um, so there we are. Um, secondary Helen is found by James in the cafe that has like a skiffle band playing. And uh, John points out his friend and he goes, hey, you see that guy over there? Yeah, he's my friend. His favorite show is Baywatch. So keep in mind, there's always someone sadder than you. So Liam, I guess that's who you are to people because you love Baywatch. I love Baywatch. When we did, I asked everybody for their favorite, um, their favorite sitcoms and Liam came back with, I won't say what the other one was, but the second one was Baywatch. I went, Liam, Baywatch is not a sitcom. Well, I didn't know what the sitcom genre was. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just thought it was a TV show. I, so then my we, girlfriend so, had to so explain then, to me. <laughs> so, so then I watched this, and it said about Baywatch. And I was like, "That's just too perfect." <laughs> the timelines start colliding because Jerry and Helen come in the prime timeline to the same restaurant that secondary Helen's in, being cheered up by James, and they they, they get slammed together. The red dress is helpful though in that it keeps them apart for us. Yes. So yeah, she's got the wound, but the red dress is really important. Yep. There's a Grolsch commercial commercial in the middle of this where they go, Can I, we have two Grolsches, each other Grolsch. Oh, I love Grolsch. Because he also said before, we're going to get some Grolsch. And flip I'm like, top Grolsch. Grolsch is disgusting. Oh, I like flip top. Uh, I like flip top Grolsch. Jeez. Oh, that's right. Grolsch back is gross. Great. What is back Grolsch? In the, uh, it's beer. It's beer, yeah. Ugh. Back in the 80s, um, there was a band called Bros who made it cool to put these flip top bits on your, your trainers. Okay. So, yeah, that was a big thing. 
Um, Helen's friend comes by and gets her drunk as well. And prime timeline, Jerry has to fake a bad connection because Lydia is phoning him and he's trying to get that covered. Both drunken Helens are put to bed. So there is an idea that no matter which path you take, certain things are like fixed points to happen, use Doctor yeah. Who logic. So Jerry's putting prime timeline Helen to bed. Um, her friend, Anna, is putting uh, secondary uh, Helen to bed. And then Jerry talks to himself in the mirror, telling himself off for almost getting caught and goes, the worst part is now you're talking to yourself. And I'm like, are you trying to make me laugh and make him endearing? I don't know what to do with it this. It wasn't making him endearing. No. I just thought to myself, She's going to wake up in a minute. She's going to hear you talking. Uh, we meet Anna, played by Zara Turner. Oh, she was so far gone. There's no way. We meet Anna, played by Zara Turner. Uh, her character is really to help. Okay, guys, you're distracting me. Her <laughs> character is really to help distinguish the two Helens apart. So if we see someone with Anna, we know that secondary timeline yep. versus primary. Mm-hmm. We haven't had the key distinction yet. Uh, both of them, though, try to get uh, both Helen and not Helen, both Anna and Jerry try to get the Helens to try and get themselves new jobs. And then finally, we get the haircut. And the haircut is the key distinguisher for the it rest of the help. movie. I and like it's very helpful. You should like the haircut because this now lets secondary Helen transform into her final form, blonde Helen. Um, that is Gwyneth Paltrow's hair. Yes. Or Karen Helen. That, yeah, it's, it's the, Gwyneth Helen. I like the Karen Helen. <laughs> the other... <laughs> The, the the brown-haired uh, Helen is a wig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't she look much younger with the longer hair and the brown hair well, than she does with Well, the, the idea is it's supposed to be a better version of herself, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean... It does transform her, though. It does. It? It's, yeah, it's I'm not really just saying pretty and not pretty. I'm saying age. Oh, yeah, much younger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so, uh, there we are. Uh, meet the director. So, when she starts working at the restaurant, and there's like this... Not last round. There's this Liverpudian guy who's like... Hey, what are you working here for? What are you doing after this? And she goes, I get up at six in the morning and I go ahead and I deliver sandwiches. Yep. And then uh, I then start here at seven in the evening and stay until midnight. And she says what she'll do for her boyfriend when she gets home, if she's got enough energy for it. (laughs) The guy who's asking is the writer and director of the film. I didn't, I didn't see that. Isn't that weird? I didn't notice him. His hair was long. Uh, I uh, noticed that, yeah, but I didn't notice yeah. that was oh, the same guy. he's not cutting his hair. Well, how would you know it's the director? You wouldn't know, would you? Well, oh, no, yes, you knew be before. Yeah, yeah. program from years back. Yeah, he just gets himself. I respect that. If this is your one shot, get yourself in the movie. Absolutely. Yeah. I would. Um, so then uh, Jerry calls on blonde Helen. Uh, only it's not Jerry, it's James. And he wants to go take her out for a milkshake. And she's thought, she sort of, he says, I like your hair. And she goes, oh. And he says, never make jokes about women's hair, clothes, or menstrual cycles. Well, that, that, that is was accurate. But, you know. <laughs> the, the clothes part surprised me. I think hair and menstrual cycles are definitely probably off limits. I, well, I don't know about hair, but that place with the diner. Yep. Is that still there, do you think? I have no idea. Because I've never I seen imagine it. it. I mean, I'd, I'd go to it. I mean, yeah. just novelty alone. It looks yeah, American, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. Is it is it filmed? Is in- it a movie plot or is it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I don't know. Actually, I don't think they had the money to construct for this. The budget's really small. Oh, okay. I don't think they're building anything. I thought James was moving a bit too fast here because I, I do too. He, he must have known that she was going through a bit of a bad. Of course, path. she thinks it's Rebound. too soon. He says, "Hey, I'm here to help cheer you up, and if that's what my job is, that's what my job is. The fact that you're moderately attractive helps." And she goes, "Okay," she says moderately attractive and it's the it's the hook and it's sort of working he goes do you like boats and then meanwhile now i'm on a boat <laughs> i'm go, on a mother 
we no, go shagging boat. <laughs> Speaking of which, we go to Prime Helen and Jerry post shag. I suppose I should say. And this is where Helen says to go. You know, it's been two months. And he goes, "Oh, okay." And she asks, "How did one of my brandy glasses get into the laundry basket?" And um, she says, "There was a bottle of brandy in two glasses that day when I came home." And he totally gaslights her about the one glass. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Okay, so he's the jerk." But they, they couldn't make up their mind. He was back and forth throughout. And she seemed very convinced that she saw what she saw. So why back down so easy? Well, he then accuses her of ruining the mo- well. He says, "No, you're just clearly wrong." Remember, you had a hit on the head. He was starting to go down, in my opinions, just because of how hard she's working and all he's doing is supposedly working on his book. And actually I never liked him. That's another level where you're just like, come oh, on. I never liked him from day she's, one. She's doing all the work here. She's doing a job she doesn't want to do, waitressing. You yeah. know, she's Speaking of jobs she doesn't want to do, she's delivering sandwiches to Lydia's shop. And we're mm. like, oh, they're starting to get close. Yeah. They're starting to get close. Helen comes home and Jerry's headed out. And Helen's quizzical about this and she follows him and i've gotten my notes how do we feel about this and i don't mean in the movie in the movie i think we're like yes you're justified because we know what she doesn't know she's not take it out of the movie how do we feel about people following people well it's uh, it's difficult because we do know that he was not intending that's that's, that's why i said as as a viewer we're going absolutely but she's also questioning his intentions already and they're in a relationship so it's not like it's a stalking situation it's a different situation yeah i don't believe you and i kind of want to know if if you are okay let's put it let's put it in 2022 logic let's say he went through a phone no it's not why is this different there's privacy lot, is privacy. A, I'm a going to the library. There's a lot more in a phone than there is to just walking down the street. Right, but I'm you, saying they're both invasions of privacy. So but he's already lied. Know, Again, it's difficult. But he's we know, but I'm her. saying outside so, of this, is this cool? But he, she probably knows he's already lied, so she's... I don't think she would have followed well, him. Well, she probably knows he's already lied. Can, 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 can he go through the phone? I think because she's got so many... She's got the, the glass. She probably thinks a few other it's things. Not, no, it's not the same level of, of thing. Going through a phone and following someone down the street. Oh, I'm not smiling because I think thing. I'm right. I'm smiling because I'm enjoying... The, the banner. I enjoy yeah, these yeah, conversations. Yeah. That's why I'm smiling. I think in this situation where... I think she's, her, she's valid. I think, you know, she's not doing any harm. She I think, she's just I think you guys are unable to divorce the character in the movie from the act. Well, you, Maybe. it's difficult. I, think I, this I, is I really dislike her, and I think, no, she's literally just following. She doesn't follow him into the library. She doesn't confront no. him. She just kind of watches where he, she goes for a few minutes and then is like, right, okay, my suspicion is confirmed. It's, but well, then it's not confirmed. Goes, but then he does go to the library. Yeah. So if... He, she must turn around and go back and go, well, he's gone to the library, like you said. And that would be strange. you know, if she carried on... When she when he's gone to the library, then yeah. There's, there's Surely, if you're not trusting someone to this level, just have a conversation. Well, she had she had said she tried to, him, to, and he gaslighted her. So he it's, it's really hard to information divorce from then, what we know from make con, the action, isn't it? It's not that simple. Well, then okay, I followed it. Then what? Well, I still think it's wrong. So I'm trying to go. Where's? Can you go through his mail? Can you go through his? I'm trying to think of kind of things that aren't go through your phone because no, you that seems to be such a. No, because you can't. That's she, a criminal offence. That's, anyway. that's a direct lie, though. Like I'm going to the library. She thinks he's, he's telling a lie. Not, You've yeah. got no re- unless it was. Oh, that text from was from this person. Then there's a. Well, he keeps getting folded, saying hi, Russell. But he's not got like he's the whole. He's more in the wrong than she, and she is. Does, she does do that because eventually she does the we, we built to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So I think she's justified what she's doing. At the end of the day, if you think like she's not doing anything out of. Um, revenge or to hurt him or anything like that she's just trying to i'm being silly i need to find out i'm being silly 
It's a harmless I, thing. I hear you, but every justification you've made for this, you can justify for opening someone's phone. No, you can't. I don't, I don't, no, but, no, hang on. I'm just saying the same words. No. Am I being silly? I need to know. I can use that then same ask, logic. But you wouldn't go... Okay, ask if I can follow someone. Is it okay if I follow you? Yeah, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you get what I'm saying here. I do. I'm saying it's... Obviously, it's not the same level, but obviously it is still if an invasion asking, of privacy and trust. If it was somebody you weren't dating... Or you'd only just started dating. It's or a different kind of privacy. Somebody though. But this is two and a half years. No, is yeah. If you if she hadn't been with him that long, they'd been on two dates or whatever, and then she was following him. Then I would have a bit more of an issue with it because that's a bit creepy. But they've been together. You know she. You, you know, following somebody who you who I'm in the minority. Okay, following following <laughs> someone who you do not know, but you're infatuated with. No, that's different. That's, that's just completely talking. That's, different. But that's a completely different right? conversation. But having, having someone you, you're in a relationship with and you think are cheating on you and you're trying to rationalise everything, but you still got them doubts. So, okay, fair, fair enough. I'll, I'll, going through someone's phone or I'll going through about, someone's car. Where is the limit? Or, she has already Where is the limit then? Here's, here's my question then. Where is the limit? Where's the point where it goes from that's okay to that's not okay? Because I think what would happen... We only see it once, don't we? Yeah. She follows him yeah. to the library. Yeah. She's, we, we assume that she goes, oh, he's gone to the library. And she said, right, okay. Yeah, but it doesn't tell me anything different, so no, I'll accept right. that, yeah. But she didn't carry on following him. She didn't carry on um, going up to him. But I think if he'd gone somewhere else, she'd gone, excuse me, Jerry, what are you doing here? You told me he's going to the library. She'd confronted him? It's different confronting. Maybe, I don't know. You know. Again, I'm going to use the same logic. I go through your phone. Hey, you said you were here. Your phone says this. But would you... So where's the line? That's my question. The phone just has the phone's extra just, bits in it than just a, a, a following someone. Yeah, from there's, there's more. Right. The phone's these so days got my, more So where's... I'm just asking. I agree. So the phone... We've, just, we've established the phone is too far. We've established that you guys feel that following's okay. Where is that line where it now has crossed over? If she kept on doing she, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or... If, if he's been seen to be proving right from his answer mm-hmm. and she carries on, that's crossing the line. Okay. Yeah, because he has actually got. I so know it's he only wrong, though, didn't he? Because it's he, only wrong he, he, if he noticed her. If he's proven right. Well, no, because you, you've got to say because you would assume that if she realised that you know he he was going somewhere else, she would confront him and go, "What's this? You said this, 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 and this. Wouldn't you want to know?" I'm just saying again. Flip it on yourself. I'm, I'm going to put my phone on the. Di- Wouldn't you want to know? Like, I can use all of these same lines for any okay. invasion of you, privacy, which is why you, I'm going. How would you, how, how, I don't how, think okay. it is an invasion of privacy, in a way, because he said he's going to the library. She's going to walk to the library, too. And then she goes back home again. No, she said she was, she said she was staying. Actively oh, going into somebody's phone or going into somebody's property is different to just going outside and observing and watching. Okay. I'll accept your premise, uh, only, uh, but, but where is the line? So I'm just saying is that all these lines we're using to to justify what I believe is an invasion. I may mean, I'm the only person, but to, to 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 justify that are things you could use to justify any number of things. Wouldn't you want to know? I think what if they really are lying? The fact finding of those things can 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 be used as justification for any of these violations. So okay, what about if she didn't follow him, phoned the library and said? Um, my my boyfriend's there. Can you? Um, I just need to speak to him. Is that crossing a line? Uh, he has a mobile phone on him, so yes. Or or phone his mobile phone then and say, "Where are you? What are you doing?" That's okay. What you doing right now? You still there? 
but you'd hear it in his voice that he's not. Well, I don't know. You're phoning him. You're asking was, him a question. He was that's, supposed that's to be Lydia, that, wasn't he? That's that a direct was... question. That's fine. What's wrong with that? You have a phone. I have your phone number. The expectation is so I, get, I get the phone. You. So you're saying about going into somebody's phone. So if you if if I just went into your phone while you went into the kitchen, yep. right, and you didn't see me do it. Yep. I feel that's an invasion of privacy. I'm not for one if, moment saying it's not. If I then turn around to you and go, Ian, can I have a look in your phone? I want to know that you're lying to me. Is that an invasion of privacy? If you're asking me? Yeah. Well, no, because it's not an invasion of privacy because you're asking me. Exactly. So, well, surely he would just say no. What's, but, no but your point doesn't make sense. Sorry, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Your point doesn't make sense what we're talking about. Is it okay if I follow you? Is the only ju- is the only way you we can put this over to what we're talking about? Follow them because I know you're following them, and then it won't work. Then, then, the, but then she would if she if she'd seen him go somewhere else, she would have gone up to him and said, "Look, I've got these worries. You've made me have these worries. I've got this." Feeling. Oh, you got to be careful if you've made me have these worries. She, I well, think- he he. You can tell in his voice. You know when somebody's lying to you. Mm. No, you don't. Mm, you do. this is, no, this I, is all I, self-fulfilling you, stuff. You know when someone's... No, you don't. In the context of the film... I've been film, lied to many times and didn't know I was being lied to. Really? Oh, for sure. In the context of the film, I know you said not to think I'm, of the I'm film, a rubbish liar. I can't lie for toffee. He's sinned more than she has with this little following to the library. Absolutely, so that's I true. I think we can forgive her for that. I think I have the answer to the we question forgive you the were character. asking. Yeah, go ahead. So the do, I think the line is, if you... So if you go... if you we're going for a walk to the library you're genuinely going for a walk to the library that's fine and you, she decided to follow him you kind of go it's a bit weird but it's forgivable it's open space no one's being hurt no one knows what's going on there's no him walking to the to library steps. isn't him doing anything private he's just walking mm-hmm. whereas if whereas when you move into someone's actual stuff Personal so space, their, their yeah. phone their mail their that that's where the line is i think yeah, yeah so when she space. calls later that's it seems to be a shared phone in the house i think that it she is. redials oh, that's, that's, yeah, so that's yeah we'll talk about so that that's, that's, that's such a clumsy ending but yeah we'll it is, it's, it's, it's shit but for the the dialogue we're having i think that that's also okay because that's not his property that's a shared phone that she's mm-hmm. just hit redial on and it's a it I think that's where the line is. Is it? Is it? Does it actually physically invade something that belongs to them, or are you just kind of watching them? And I know there's then the whole stalkery thing, but that's but that's, that's different. different to that, 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 is, that, that is different. That is completely if it's different. one occasion, I think that's not going over the line. Pip, pip. Can I can I yield because I'm just watching the time on the thing? I will I will yield my spot. <laughs> um, where are we at here? I bet that's opened a big conversation to a lot of people out there. Yeah, get a hold of us. What do you think? I mean, yeah, of course. I, I mean, I was being pre- purposely antagonistic with the idea of the phone, but I'm going. That's the extreme. Where is the barrier? No, if we're okay with I, this. I, I understand. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun conversation. Thanks, Personal guys. property. Okay, agreed. No, that's just okay. Yeah, or if yeah, not repeating the same action over and over again because that'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Just went in your phone once. Following <laughs> <laughs> in the open space. How about like, if I'm sitting sketching you while you sleep? Do you remember Benny, that? I'm not sure. There's elements from that you told me you didn't remember. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, where are we at here? Uh, he's a library. There's a hotel in Dorset. We find out that he's booked and he knows that Helen's too busy to go with her. So it's That's the perfect sneaky. crime because hey, I asked you. 
So you can't be a cheat because I asked you to come with me. The people I were to a wedding for last night were from Dorset. Yeah, came go. all the way up here for I the wedding. I was born in Dorset. That's where my family come from. Oh, wow. yeah. It's very pretty. It's lovely. Blonde Helen gets a phone call from James who invites her out. She says yes. And this is where she's got like, the little t-shirt. It's got a little bit of midriff showing. And she like, washes her hair. is like all spiky up. Oh. And I'm like, this is... This is the Gwyneth Paltrow 1998 look. I mean, yeah. it really is. This is when she's like... And those 90s eyebrows. It's when she's, <laughs> it's, it's when she's dating Brad Pitt. It's yeah, that of era. Of course it is, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's speaking to another girl. Uh, this is uh, James, we find out. And it's a strange time for what I meant to write down was a shift in alignment. I forgot the F. So <laughs> it's a strange time for a shift in alignment to him anyway. Um, and we see that he's kind of talking to this other woman. Uh, he's also talking to some old lady about moving to London. We assume it must be his mom. This is where the better crack is, he says. And he says, remember when he pilots? She goes, no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. We go, oh, and he's a really good son and all that stuff. Um, I imagine you start to doubt him though, because you're like, who is this it's lady? The red herring, isn't it? This is the red herring red flag lady. I imagine that being around James must be exhausting because he's just so high energy all the time. All the time. Russell accosts Jerry. Uh, he, apparently, the pubs where he does it, regardless which timeline it is. And Russell says, "Look, you're trying to figure out how to get out from between these two women. You've told me that you never really could break it off with uh, Lydia." Lydia, because you don't know what to do, but it seems to me you really do want to be with, with, with Helen, which is really weird because when she's like, it's been two months since we had sex, it's like, what are you doing here? Yeah, like, yeah. If, if your heart's really with this person, you'd probably still be doing that more often, you would think, especially if you've got sex drive for one, yep. you'd have sex drive for both, you would think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't see what you're showing me there. That's Fat Boys Diner. It's a real place. It's still open. Oh, there we, we need go. to go. Next time we're in London, mm, we'll see if we can make it there. They still advertise it as where they film siding doors. Oh, fantastic. Absolutely. We'll have to do that and get milkshakes, which will cost a lot more than two seventy five or something like yeah. that. We want them at cost price. <laughs> yeah. Uh, date night is watching. Oh, Russell also goes, you're probably talking to yourself in the mirror. And he goes, yeah. And we're like, oh, Russell knows. And again, it's this endearment. I'm not sure it works. I didn't know. Date night apparently means watching John Hanks and do a one-man Monty Python sketch. It was basically, wasn't it? It was a bit. It was a bit much. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. This is why I struggle with I him. Go, I'm like, oh, he's so annoying. Do you have any personality <laughs> outside of Monty Python? Yeah. And Beatles? Is that it? It just seems odd, doesn't it? Like two things that play well to an American audience: Monty Python and Beatles. They know about those things, so they're safe places to go. Yeah. Um, he goes, what's the worst? Oh, so he says, you should start your own PR company. He goes, what's the worst that could happen? She says, I could fail miserably and be a complete tosser. <laughs> Again, uh, the script is a bit did weird. Did anybody else notice that in this part of the movie, James is dressed in the Joker's colors? Yeah. <laughs> He's got like a green shirt and like a purple, or so he got a purple shirt and a green jacket or a green shirt and a purple. That's I'm weird, like, isn't it? Yeah. I'm like, why so serious? What's going on here? <laughs> I did not notice. <laughs> I went, He's totally dressed up like the Joker. Uh, Helen then walks in the NatWest looking for a small business loan for anybody outside of here. That's a real banking branch. They didn't make that up. Yeah. We talked about Remax and all that stuff last week, so we'll talk about it this week. Yep. Uh, She denies to her friend she's falling for James, that old chestnut. And um, we find out her small business is successful so much so that she gets sandwiches from the sandwich shop that prime timeline Helen works in. Yeah. It's Um, cleverly 
cut, yep. wasn't it? Lydia brings her in after asking for sandwiches and uh, chews her out for food poisoning for four of her employees. Because I don't have to look at five people. And it turns out all of that is fake. Oh. She's just gaslighting for the sake of doing Do you it. Think yeah, Lydia initiated her delivering the sandwiches anyway in the first place. I reckon she probably did. Yeah, that's the yeah. whole point. She's yeah, got yeah, information yeah. and is using it to her advantage. She's talking to Jerry and says that Helen's quite pretty in a British horsey kind of way. Um, yeah, she's saying she's got a long face. Yeah. She comes home looking deflated and exhausted. This would be Helen and wants to know when you're finishing the book. I know it will be Miller. When are you finishing the book? Basically, I need help. Yeah. I need I help. Totally if he was anybody. Oh, two jobs, yeah. but he can sit. No, yeah. you, can, you need to find. No. Can you Fuck find? Off, Jerry, can you find fifteen it. hours and bring some money in so I can? Yeah. You can work on your book three days a week. Yeah, but help me out. And he's going on like research trips to Dorset. I mean, even mm. if he wasn't doing something shady, it's still ridiculously selfish. Yep. He tries to come clean, but she's fallen asleep. Um, Are we trying to forgive him here? Is the storyline trying no, to? Let I don't us know, but him? I judge him because she's exhausted. It needs to because I never like these him. things. Always seem to happen in movies or even in real life when the person who's doing the telling it's convenient for them, mm. not the person who's going to be listening. She's in no place to hear this right now. No, exactly. Yeah. It'd be interesting another sliding door if she had been awake and had heard him at that point. I've got some thoughts on role of women of this film, and it's it's what they do with 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 Jerry that kind of messes it up for me. Okay. Uh, back to Blonde Helen. They're watching the race on the river in what I've got written down is the most Tory rom-com moment of all time. <laughs> it was sure funny. Oh, we're watching the races. <laughs> <laughs> um, brunette Helen, because they're walking. B- so it's that thing again when they're both in the timeline somehow simultaneously because Brunette Helen is walking by the river with, with, with Anna talking about, I knew there'd be a boat race today. I liked it. And one of the teams would be green and purple. Because it's the Joker's team. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Helen asks Anna if she put a brandy glass in the laundry basket. And Anna's like, yeah, sounds like something I do. Which is a weird one because that sort of gets him a stay of execution. It but, seems weird that you do this and then flip it. But then flip it because she goes, I hate yeah. brandy. So why would you say that I guess sounds the like idea, something I do? Well, if I was drunk, maybe I put the brandy glass into a basket. Maybe I do something funny like that. That sounds like something I'd do, but with like something I didn't like. So if like someone was like put like celery out on a plate, I would like go and put the yeah, celery but somewhere you, stupid. You, yeah, but you wouldn't put the glass with the brandy in it. No. You, no. Just, just the glass. Yeah. Just, otherwise, just the otherwise, you've just ruined a whole bunch of whites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the bar celebration. These are actual rowers from the London Rowing Club Signet. Um, the casting director initially went to Imperial College, but then when they all showed up, he noticed they were all over two meters tall with flat stomachs, and they made John Hanna look kind of less desirable by comparison. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't be in one of the actual uh, boat teams. So he's in, too like, short. Real life. Yeah. So they decided, <laughs> let's get lesser rowers, and this will make Hanna look like the tall, <laughs> athletic one. Um, they had a funny story about the, uh, the, the the scene we saw where they're celebrating. It was held at the Blue Anchor in Hammersmith. Uh, so here the hero mounts the table and leads the bibulous multitude in dancing father abraham had many sons it was at this stage the director made his first big miscalculation he must have known the old adage about never work with children or animals but clearly didn't understand how oarsmen can share the worst characteristics of both <laughs> having rehearsed the cruise and the dance he departed saying have a drink and get warmed up and put 30 quid behind the bar with the landlord it didn't take too much to persuade the bar staff that it was an open-ended tab and not a 30 pound tab wow. about five rounds later Later, I'm surprised it was only 90 pounds. Oh, was well, that's the, so, yeah, that's not too much more. But the problem was they were completely Blooded. like 
Yeah, off the rocker. It went multiple days. I don't know how it took three days to film this, but it did. Oh. As a result, on the third day, only alcohol-free beer was offered. <laughs> we're getting the shot today. Yes. Is that just the shot when they're all cheering and jumping yeah. up and down? Keep my, three days. The shoot was like 51 days, 58 days. It's like you That's probably should, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. should get to the end of it. Um, Sometimes only for like... Jerry walks by just as Lydia is criticizing him for being distant. Uh, He's instantly captivated by the fact he looks and recognizes through a pub window that Helen's in there and is blonde. Different haircut, yes. Yeah. Um, And he says they're all having some sort of collaborative epileptic fit. (laughs) Was Uh, it synchronized epileptic fit? That was it, yeah. (laughs) Lydia doesn't want to hear about Helen. She doesn't care about Helen, but it's obvious he does. Hey, I got an ending for your book. The end. And she walks out on him. I got, is Lydia out of line here? I don't think she is. No. No. Because if that's the deal now, your first relate, whatever it was, we've decided we're going to have a go at it, the two of us, and you're still in there staring through the window obsessed with your previous girlfriend and he's still been talking about her yeah. she says you keep bringing her name up yep I, she's yeah, not a great person but she's fully in her rights valid. to go no nope. i've had enough of this a yeah, question definitely. after this now about her i've got in my notes here they're on our boat and they say how good each other are uh she then mentions my grandpa built that bridge and loves the bridge and he goes to kiss her but she feels she doesn't know anything about him. You just spent the afternoon yes. hanging out with him after watching his boat race, hanging out with his friends, where assumedly you're talking to us about stories about what they were going on with. I think she knows more about him than he does about her. Sorry, he knows more, she knows more about him than he yes. does about her. Yeah, yeah. And right in this moment, she's now giving him mixed messages. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so he's he's got pride hurt right now because he's thinking he's getting really well with her. And then what she does in a few minutes. Mm. But she does talk uh, about a, there, being on the rebound. Yeah, because this isn't in a vacuum. So the whole way through, she's been sort of saying, I'm not really looking for anything. I'm not really looking for anything. I'm not really looking for anything. And he keeps coming back that way. And you could argue it's she's being naive and so is he. But her line's been consistent. And so, so when she goes, when he goes to make the move and he goes, oh, I don't, I don't really know. Oh, like she... He knows this was the message, so... And he doesn't push it after that, does he? No, he doesn't, but he doesn't push it. He, I don't know, I'll be very curious to the girl's opinion on this. His sin, if you want to call it that, or his crime, or these are big words, His the thing he does wrong, that's why the other words are better, um, isn't that he goes for it in that moment, because you're, just like, you're right, he, does, he never goes for it twice. He always respects the boundary, Yeah, but he keeps going after that same boundary he was told, is off limits and then he waits a few days and he makes a move and it's off limits and he waits a few more days and it's off limits now he always stops on each of those occasions but he keeps going back to the well just he, a little bit later to see if her mind's changed he he does which you know he maybe should have just left her to make the move but she's also agreed to hang out with him the whole day i, I, I she's agree. agreed to sit on a boat with just him um yeah, so she, I think she is giving him some signals too yeah, because I otherwise do. if you were not interested Maybe you'd hang out as friends, but you would try and steer away from maybe going and sitting together, you know. On a boat. On a boat. Yeah, I mean, they go get the milkshake I'm together, but two boat. of them together, <laughs> yeah. which could be a date. And she goes, I'm not really, we're, we're friends. But she also brings up the rebound here, and this was his prime time to talk about his oh. own rebound issues. Oh, which totally. He does not. And, and instead he is, goes into like stand-up guy again. And he makes about, a joke like, I'm going to do stand-up, not, but he's he? a stand-up guy. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've known guys like this, and they've always turned out to be douchebags. So 
he should have come she's just admitted she's struggling after the previous relationship now, make no mistake as the audience i guess clear we're all rooting for john hannah to, to end up with her yes. so we're but i don't think john hannah's on the rebound i think he's been he's been away from separated from his wife for a little while now and he's okay with that the pretense is he's keeping it up for his no, mother no no, no no but the fact that you're on the rebound and what does that though. mean this is a time especially when she goes i don't feel like i know that much about you Here's a great opportunity to share. Well, he should have done and just said, look, I let know me, you're on the rebound. Me, let me too, tell you, in a way. Let me tell you how you come out the other side of it. Let me tell mm-hmm. you about my... And he can go ahead and talk about that. Sometimes people don't know how to say no, The fact that he doesn't bring this up... He doesn't he want says to put later on. with an ex-wife. He says later on, you know, yeah, but, maybe I should have brought it up. Oh, but. but that doesn't get you out of... Out of like, like he, Are you going to confess to somebody after like a few days that, you know, my mother's in hospital, she's not doing very well, everything's going bad... That seems a bit overkill, no, doesn't no, it? Not no, not that side. Go, I'm, I'm separated. Going divorce, yeah. She's just said about separating from yeah. hers and like, I don't want to be on the rebound. Relationships are hard. I'm said, separated. I'm separated too. Yeah. I know what it's like. Um, yeah, maybe because... It, yeah. it wasn't this big not emotional... Like big it wasn't this big emotional way, but, thing. Uh, it just didn't work. But yeah, I thought three years... It's only three years, right? I thought it was going to be a forever thing and it's not. Yeah, I get that. Okay. Yeah. Because for the, for the rest of the film, you're you're wondering who is that other woman. Because the whole but you're supposed purpose, to, though, aren't you? That's yeah. probably why it's he for doesn't. us. But but again, we can't treat the character like the character's aware that he's in a movie. No, I know. So about the character's that, motivations. It up for us to that, aren't they? So my thing is the whole, but my, my the whole thing of his of their relationship, the whole thing is that he has been there. The whole identity of their relationship is I'm helping you get over your breakup. And therefore, it, it and therefore, comes, and therefore, you it's owe me so, this kiss. It's so it's, there's a power. Well, I don't know about that, but this. therefore, it's mm. so unequal in the sense that he should be sharing too. That's my point. Mm. It's not they just met and they're yeah. Oh, you never brought up you were married. Yeah, it didn't really come up. Like all they do is talk about relationships. But if he does bring it up, where does that take the movie? Because you need that red herring for the rest of the audience. Yes, I'm talking about in the universe of the film. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. He should have said for some, us. We need something. to see if she's being set up again. But the, yeah, the whole point is we're supposed to see. But you're it. constantly. I was thinking anyway. Surely this has got to be a red herring because surely you're not going to have two bad men in both. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a surprise? Well, in both universes, I thought surely, surely there's got to be some sort of happiness towards the end of this. Um. <laughs> So like he said, he says, hey, all of us are on the rebound. This is as close as he gets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, the and instead he pivots and goes, mine was Pamela. 1975, I was eight. There's an unfortunate joke about how she was in the Gary Glitter. Yes. Because this and Spice World were right around the same yes. time, whereas they yes. were able to obviously get it pulled. I bet you they're looking at this going, why? Of all the, of all the celebrities we could have named, why him? Oh, I know. Oh. Uh, since I watched that, I heard that. I went, ooh. <laughs> she then kisses him and says it's a momentary lapse of concentration. He goes, look, I don't want to be a distraction in your life. And he is kind of honorable here. But they kiss again, and it's a lot more than just a kiss. Cause we get See, to I the- question her now. Well, she, she's led oh, it, mix, I suppose. Mix, mixed messages. Absolutely yeah, mixed messages. She should have not designed She's anything. probably no, no. confused, though, as well. She's confused, mm-hmm. and she's trying to work through. So is that right for her to be confused, but not for him to be? Well, he's not confused. He does want to be of it, doesn't he? Keeps, he? His message the whole time has been, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try knows, this, and then I'm going to try this, and then I'm kno- going to try this. He knows that she's, uh, I'll put it this way, she knows that he's open to kissing him, mm. right? So it's not where she's calling the constantly going, no, no, no. She changes her mind knowing he's, he definitely wants this. So I think she's allowed to change her mind and go down that road, absolutely. So think, yeah, but I think he's been respectful towards her. I don't, I don't think I'm sitting here going, the, the, the guy's a predator. I don't think that's no, the message. No, he's not, he's not been too forceful. But I, he's, I, the he's message is that, that he's been... Isn't it? 
I think the message is that he's 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 come in as a friend. A friend who, yeah, wants more, but no, it's okay, no, it's okay. I'm, I'm straight too far. I'll learn my place. And then he tries again. If the roles were reversed, how would that play out? Then? But it wasn't reversed. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> we, we, we can play this hype, but maybe it's a sliding door we can figure that out. <laughs> maybe. But, 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 but it isn't. I suppose okay. she initiates the... The, the, you know, and I think it's important that when they do end up together, sleeping together, but it's something that she has instigated. That, that kind of call back to Benny and June again, but yeah. we go, okay, this is something she must have wanted, she, even if it's yeah. even if it's in that moment, and she then regrets it the next it. day. She want she, it's better that she kissed him rather than he kissed her, and she relents. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, she could have said no, they could have sailed back. But then he leaves her a note on the pillow. It's like, oh, charming. Now and that's what I call a big lapse of concentration. Didn't want to wake you, James, and she's smitten. Smitten, smitten, smitten. James and Lydia are going to go to Dorset in the prime timeline, and she's honking. Oh, I said James. Yes, that would be a different movie. Uh, (laughs) Jerry and Lydia, and she's honking the horn like crazy, and he has a great line. What'd you do? Take a full-page advert out in Adulterers Weekly? (laughs) I say she's not worried about being caught, though. No, she wants wants to be caught. caught, Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And you can see she's setting that up. Yeah, she's she's probably fed up with him. Uh, We get a montage of them waiting tables versus running the launch of this restaurant. Uh, Something throws blonde Helen in the middle of a successful launch, our PR firm's first real big thing, and it's Jerry showed up. And he argues, we've been through too much just to drop it. Says, you're too good not to fight for. And then James's friend asks, does she know about Claudia? And he goes, mm, it's complicated. I'm like, okay, you're keeping us at a distance too, but you're name dropping this woman Again, in here. Yeah, they yeah. want to cause confusion for you, don't they? Uh, Jerry kisses Helen outside and leaves. And I guess the assumption is that he has a, he's like either, oh, okay, she's back with him, or I don't like the fact she kisses him and he leaves. No. Either one of those, it's like, you know what you do? You have a you, you have, have a conversation. conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Like this guy especially who's it. been through her every step of the way, you don't see her emphatically kiss him back. You don't see her leave with him. In fact, you see her kind of like turn her face away yeah. from the kiss yeah, as if to be like and then comes back in it's and looks for you like kiss, give it, it a moment. Yeah, but again, you know, that's setting up a storyline, isn't it? Well, they- <laughs> Doesn't mean it's a good one. No, I know, I know. And, but and, then and, and I know what we do is you know we I mean? look at things within the film, we look at things outside yeah, the film. Yeah, no, I agree. The- but if they'd done everything right, then the film would be, what, five minutes? Right, but let's go back to... Because um, you can always put the spin on the fact that um, uh, James... Is it James? Yeah, you always put the spin on the fact that she said, no, 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 no. Oh, okay, I'll give you a kiss. And then he's like, uh, maybe she's waiting for oh she's like hanging off his well yeah there's the fear of this and then then he's then he's got like doubt in himself he's like oh well the better man won i I guess so i'll just i think if for this to happen you need her to kiss him back a little bit more positively no no no. from our point of view we were like yeah no this is not she's clearly not into this but if you're feeling a certain way you read things different to how we're reading it because we're not feeling that way right but let's go back to when we talked about up in the air reverend bruce yep and there was that ridiculous fight on the dock and we're like, this fight only exists to be the fight that happens in the middle of the second act yeah. that causes there to be a reconciliation in act three. Yeah. And one of our criticisms was, look, I don't mind if you got to get here, but get here in a way that feels organic and earned rather than just lazy. Yeah, I agree. And this feels lazy. It does. It does. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I know. I agree. Um, where are we at here? We are Kiss. at, in both timelines, she almost collapses. Uh, blonde Helen asks, 
has James leave. I don't know what that... Oh, James leaves on her. There we are. In the prime timeline, Helen phones Jerry and is trying to tell him that she's pregnant, but he's in Dorset and Lydia just stubs her toe and totally... Like, she is, she should not keep doing being a mistress. She's not good at it. But um, she's not... Yeah, again, I we know. find she out she's not... Jerry asked what she's trying to do and I feel for her in this moment in this one speech Mm. I'm trying to win you back I don't want to be the other woman I want you to choose me or choose her preferably me but make a choice but I question her I I know I I like that speech I'm fully on board with that speech but I question Lydia why do you want a man he's with someone else he's cheating around because and then we do get their backstory their backstory is that she had to go back to the states and when she comes back she obviously has some sort of connection this was a relationship that only broke up because of geographic restriction and you come back and now he's with someone else and he's giving you just enough of a shine that you get to have bits of him back and so your hope now is we never broke up for reasons that were like breakup moments it was just for that so will is is our love the real love and that's the perspective i think she enters through the movie decides to make her like a mustache twirling villain by the end it's not been funny this must go on for about three four five months sure she must actually why would you she must really like him i'm guessing i don't know because once the relationship's been found out you would think he would be like well you know it's ruined now i might as well just pair it with lydia but she just said there's over Back, way back when they but he's still a say that was in the that was about, in the, that was in the short hair blonde timeline yeah oh okay that's right she's in the pub isn't she yes, yes 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 so she tells russell that she gives up and she leaves him the best part is at least they had some continuity she goes to put her shoes on she's ow <laughs> <laughs> uh back in the primes also and also he tells russell oh yeah i broke it off with her I did it. I oh, feel I great. Because he made it sound like he'd done it and finally had the balls to actually end the relationship yeah. with her. But actually... I feel so free. <laughs> Still don't like Jerry. Oh, dear, um, oh I, I definitely don't think you're supposed to. <laughs> I um, never did all the way through. Brunette Hel- oh, Our introduction to him is that he's cheating on Gwyneth Paltrow. I think yeah. you're probably right there. Yeah. Brunette Helen is waiting tables and a couple has a fight just because he bought her flowers. The suspicious girl is actually John Hannah's wife. Oh... Uh, the guys, Still? I don't know. Okay. I think so. Yeah, that's cool. Actually, hang on. I did look up her uh, her biography entry when I paused the movie at one point. So yeah, I believe as of most recent writing, yes. Aww. This film just suggests that you can't trust any men. That's what I'm getting from this film. <laughs> if you get flowers out of nowhere, question it. But why? That's um, another trope. The director held a party before we started filming so everyone could get to know each other, Hannah said. Pete being Pete said, there's a wee part in the film for you, Joanna. Do you want it? I don't know if that's the right accent or not. Um. It was like everyone in the room was an old maid of Pete and he was making a home movie saying, do you want to be in it? And you'll get paid for it too. No, not the same. <laughs> I'm doing Scottish, but he's supposed to be from Liverpool. <laughs> she comes home and finds champagne and roses. And that's why this exists. So she can see it here. and Because if it's you, I think the theory is you're, you're too close to it. Yeah. And then she sees something for someone else and goes, wow, that looks really transparent. And then what happens to herself. And he just brought like some garage store flowers. The first guy, like Jerry's brought like champagne upon her arrival and a giant thing of roses, which means if this, if the things that this guy was cheating at the restaurant, what have you been up to mm-hmm. that you're compensating for? If you for? put this in the real world, cause I would do that. I would, I'd make, I'd bring flowers and stuff. I'm not cheating. I think the movie's having us think this is an exception to real life. If you've been going through a rocky patch with someone, flowers and champagne either means i am so so sorry 
let's fix it or it means or i'm so so guilty i'm, I'm guilty so so guilty yeah. and i'm trying to make up for it it is either one that that is a i'm trying to make myself thing. feel better by doing this yeah absolutely He's overcompensating massively. And if flowers and champagne are a regular thing or a semi-regular thing, not like it's Wednesday, so it's flowers. Yeah. But if you've always been the thing where, or even when things were good, he was always surprised with flowers. And sh- but this That'd is a callback to that. That's say. fine. But we don't have anything else to go off of. So I think Gwyneth's response to it, Helen's response to it, makes us go, this is such an aberration from regular life that it feels like the gentleman doth protest too much. Because he's yeah, not treating her throughout the film. He's, you know, he's writing his book. She's going off to work. This is the first time you... Well, apart from that first... The best present he out. could give her mm-hmm. is a few pages of the book. Actually, yes, book. probably would Look, be. I finished the book for you. I've made progress. Yeah. Well, you've been um, working your socks off. In the blonde timeline, Helen talks about how she can't get the image of her sitting on his lap out of her head. He Then he goes, I can't write without you. <laughs> and I'm like, don't put that. Because now it's your professional thing. Now you're putting that onto her? Yeah. Nope. The phone rings, and it's the house phone. And it's Lydia. It's a landline. Lydia says she's four days late. Why take the call? Hey, people in this in this movie don't know how to not answer a phone. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm with you. I'm trying to win you back. You know what I'm not doing right now? Answering the phone. Answering the phone for anybody because you are the nobody. most important thing. Yeah. You need to be like Ben Affleck and Air going, this is you. I'm a very important person, but you are the most important thing in my <laughs> life right now. <laughs> go play see, cool, play cool. Go see Air. It's fantastic. It is brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> but, like, here's your thing, though. All movie long. What's she been phoning them on? Uh, mo- it's mobile. His mobile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Why doesn't... is she phoning the house phone? Unless, give me a couple of shots where she's trying to phone him and he's hanging up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then that justifies her phoning the house phone where she can walk over, hit the button. One four because, seven one. Sure, because that's different <laughs> to... The it's a plot device. Other th- of course, a plot device. <laughs> yeah. But again, they have. To, I'm just asking they for a continuity. little bit of continuity that yeah, makes yeah, sense yeah. in the logic of the universe. Yeah, yeah. Is it because Lydia assumes that he's going to be home alone there because they've kind of split up, haven't they? So, if he's the one that's staying at home, it's also because it's the answer to the question we were having you earlier. Know what got. You can't forgive Helen for going through his private mobile phone. You can forgive Helen for ringing the mobile f- uh, the home phone and seeing who it was. It's less. It's less of an issue. That's yeah. for sure. You know what you've got already, though? You've got this character in Russell, who's the perfect exposition dump. Anytime you need me to know something, I love Russell. Have yeah. him talk yeah, to he's, Russell. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. She won't keep phoning. I've blocked her number. Yep. Done. Done. Well done. Yeah, you could, yeah. yeah. Or what's well, well, broken up with her? So now, yeah, that's all right. She calls the house now. Done. Yeah. But there's two ways. And Russell was a great character. He's brilliant. He can still laugh and go, "Yeah, you're not getting back together." No, I will. I will. You're not getting back. She's calling the house, is she? All right. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. She, yeah, yeah. She's out of your life. You know what I mean? Like there were ways to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, where are we at here? Um, oh, yeah, the phone. She just done one four seven one. So she one four seven ones him. He goes to the loo. He also goes. I really have to go to the loo. I'm like, guy. Of all, like I know this is. He's going to give an opening. This is so stupid. She's here. The woman just phoned saying she might be late. I'm going to hang up the phone. I'm just going to go to the toilet for I, a I moment. What an probably, idiot. He knows what that means being four days late. He's of course he does. Of course. He needs to yeah, yeah. collect his thoughts, I'm assuming. Oh, this is so oh <laughs> lazy writing. She phones back and goes, Hi, Jerry. She goes, it's Helen, actually. I once interrupted you faking your orgasm. Sorry, I can't be more specific. 
<laughs> and then hangs up and says, hey, it was Lydia, you wanker, you sad, sad wanker. I wonder if she like got like a bonus, every British word she said. Yeah, it's like it was another like one, it. isn't it? Have yeah. you ever seen, it's not something the Americans would say, is it? No, have you ever seen no. like, those Kevin Bacon ads where he's like shilling for like EE? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, it's a data, a shed load of data. Shed oh, load, yeah. They've, they've only gone and done the double. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's supposed to, what a ledge. I'm like, you don't know what any of these words are, Kevin Bacon, no. but they've told you to say it. Yeah. So you seem relatable to a British audience while at the same time being the exotic American star. Yeah, true. I think I think it's very much that. I think it comes across as insincere. Helen, throughout the whole thing, comes across as insincere throughout everything for me. And it's nothing to do with the writing or the character. It's the fact that to, it sounds insincere in my head. If they had I, given I him, don't think I can get past If that. they'd given her less... Uh, less cliched British words, but just have her do it in the British... But you bastard. You sad, sad bastard. Yep better than wanker yep because it's not her tr- i'm gonna try and be pretty oh can i say wanker no no, no. Say, say say bastard because bastard means something in the states as well so yeah, yeah. yeah you don't have an accent but it doesn't feel like you're pantomiming as being british where it can feel a little bit inauthentic yeah. if you know and if you get hung up on it yes 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 um russell gets told lydia might be pregnant and he laughs saying it might it makes the weight of an ex-Seinfeld that much easier to bear. <laughs> Love Seinfeld. Um, brunette timeline. Uh, Helen has two things she needs to tell Jerry. The first, she has a job interview for a new PR film at this woman's, really important woman's apartment. Did anybody clue in here? Because I didn't. Not, no, I Not didn't. Not even on the rewatch. The no. no. I think I was, no. hoping, I was thinking, oh, good for you, girl. I was thinking. Yeah. And it's a new firm. So, yeah. of course, they wouldn't yeah. have an office. Yeah. Of course, I, I now, didn't maybe not the apartment. Maybe you'd go to a restaurant. I thought but it was a weird apartment. A bit weird, but you go, maybe she's in a penthouse apartment or something like that and commonly has pee. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, then Jerry opens the window blind and Lydia's outside. That was funny. That was funny, but like a total. I'm going to sit outside in the hopes that he opens his blinds. That was, yeah, that yeah, was just. A bit it contrived. actually jump scared me a little bit. It's a bit of a jump scare. It's supposed to be a jump scare. It was yeah. weird, but that made me laugh out loud. Uh, she wants him to come by tomorrow, and at no point do you realize these two timelines over. It's no, really clever. It was I didn't get, I didn't catch on. Uh, so see, I can give the movie credit when it does throw something mm-hmm. here. Helen feels she might have blown her chance with James because it's been over a week since James called her. She goes out and gets a milkshake and thinks about walking into his office, but then ultimately runs into him literally. Could um, I know? she's saying he hasn't called her, but could she not call him? Yes, it works two ways. Seems to be a thing where she phones the office and goes, oh, and then hangs the phone up, doesn't she? Yeah, but that's his... If you want to get in touch with someone, you wouldn't ring their office, would you? Have you not exchanged personal numbers? I mean, I know it's not exactly like current day. How do I get in contact with you? I call call your school. (laughs) call my school? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That would give the ladies at the office some gossip. Oh, there we are. (laughs) So uh, he hasn't called because of Jerry. He thought they were still maybe together. Like, again, have a conversation and none of this. I know it's typical, like, rom-com nonsense, but this feels especially lazy. His phone rings and he answers. Why does everyone answer their phones in this movie? But he says, my mom's in the hospital. Helen says, can I go with you? He said, that'd be really, really nice. But he goes... But she's really frail. And again, this is a night. This is a chance for you to have this conversation. Again, he could have Can we sit down and get a coffee? Mm. I know. I know. I just had lunch. It'll look silly, but let's go back. But in. also, how 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 would that play off if he was being honest? Well, it plays off fine when he's honest later. Later, yeah. But 
when she's seen him and she confronted him and stuff. Yeah. But he's thinking, do I want to jeopardize something? No, that's, where that's fantastic. I can't have you come. Can I, can I take him buy a coffee and explain why he can't come? To yeah, the that's what he needs to do. Hey, that's totally doable. Okay. Okay. Um, they're going to have dinner that night, they decide. And then we go by and the movie has a show. And he meets some woman at the door, kisses her on the lips, and they so, walk in hand in hand. This is my issue. Mom's nowhere mom? near yes. this. So why do they need a kiss on the lips? This is like when... I agree. This is like when Johnny Depp's hat started moving on its own. We're I like, is it real, Matt? Like, <laughs> no, hang on. I completely agree. Are we assuming agree. mom might be like pried out the window? I and like completely looking? agree. This I completely agree. This was more of agree. a kiss than the other kiss between James and Helen. Agreed. Was a side kiss. It looks like they're both willing participants. I completely agree. But again, we've got to turn around and go, you bastard. No, but the movie has to still hold up to, to internal scrutiny, if though. If they are separated. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But that's lazy writing. Like, no one's watching except for us. Yeah, exactly. No. And that's it's making us go, ooh, like, figure something out. Maybe, like, you Hang know. On, don't, she's, don't she come by and watch him and sees him? It happens a couple times. This time, she's, this isn't the time yet. Oh, okay. Because she hasn't found out yet that he's married. So they show us this, and they walk into the building hand in hand. Now, mum's not there. No, oh, she doesn't you know see how you this. fix this? Just have them doing do it, in going into her room. Yeah. She, or just they meet right in front of the room. They kiss yeah. the hand in hand, and in they go. Thank yeah. you for doing this for me. Yeah. Because I have a feeling they only got mum for the one day shoot, because she doesn't shoot. Even though mm-hmm. they, they're in her room a lot, we never see that actress no, again. No, no. Sorry, Max. I'm just because yeah it, that, that didn't make any sense. No, the mum isn't there to see this kiss, this pretense. So why would you kiss your ex on the lips? And even the moment if when it's completely she's over when they're like at, at like at like the nice manor home mm. and she's outside, like she can't turn around and see through the darkened window and 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 the and the, the curtains and all that stuff. And, and they, they, even, have, they have a moment there too. And I'm like, none of this holds up. Even if they were in front of the mum, they could just be there together. Would they have to kiss? Would she go? Oh my goodness! You've not kissed. How what? how often do how often do oh married couples who live together decide? No, we should do it for my mum. We should kiss right now, yeah. especially if you're British. So they didn't. They you know what I mean? To do that. I'm so gonna do that. <laughs> you guys aren't really known for your public displays of affection. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, and even I mean, if it's still very yeah, amicable. It's so, it's so weird. like they wanted a red herring, but I don't think it holds up. To, I think it holds up to it any sort bit. of scrutinization. It doesn't. Because You're right, but I'm it's a red herring for us, isn't it? It's a, it is a red herring it for red us. Herring. But the problem with the red herring is it's like, it's like a twist in a movie. I know. I when agree. you go back and look over it, it still needs to like hold up. It's to lazy. me, it looks like he's still got some feelings for his ex-wife. Yeah, yeah it does. And mm-hmm. then he's an asshole. And then yeah, you're like, right. I don't want to end up with either of these people. No, it's, also, like, it's, exactly. like, it's like being in an escape room and they put in a red herring and it has nothing to do with what you're actually doing. And you spend 20 minutes on it and then you realise yes. it had nothing to do with what you're doing. Right. Like, oh, for fuck's sure. sake, right. now I'm really annoyed. Right, but yeah. that, agreed, yeah. the annoying part. But that thing that was supposed to be important to the later, aren't you glad that was that? No. Uh, no, no, I'm not. Because <laughs> now I'm annoyed. And it's, been, it's, it's that same sort of like, mm-hmm. oh, for yeah. fuck's sake, really? But she doesn't see that kiss, does she? She goes to the office... That's she hasn't seen that one's only, that was only for us. Yeah. Again, it's a really weird shift in alignment where we follow him for a minute. We're like, why are we doing these in these really weird spaces? Because she she finds out in the office when she goes and asks for him, doesn't she? Yes. That's, that's when she finds out. So, a brunette timeline. Helen says she needs a drink, offers Anna one. She says, what do you got? I got brandy. Oh, brandy makes me vomit. Now, again, why didn't you say this earlier? We've talked about that. Blonde Helen goes on a date with James. I think sex is assumed to have happened. 
Uh, it turns out the blonde Helen's pregnant, to which point Anna goes, that was quick last night. <laughs> um, she goes to see James at work, and we find out he's gone to visit his mother in hospital with his wife. Now, I'm just saying, you'd be fired about three times over for, not the wife part, but the fact that you visit his mom in given the hospital. Out, given yeah. out information you shouldn't like, be given out. GDPR to. didn't exist back then, but yeah. you still wouldn't yeah. do that. No, nope. this woman sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My issue isn't even with the fact that he, he said like with his wife because the office may not know that they're splitting up or whatever. Like that's that's not the issue. The issue is she gave the information in also, the first place. Also, wait, how does the if they're in a separate? How does the secretary know that he's going with his wife? They just meet him. He goes, I'm going to go with my wife. If I need to call, like the secretary wouldn't know the wife was there. Unless he was at work and this they went past morning the office the was off. together. I don't know. That's my mom's best friend, the secretary. <laughs> <laughs> she always calls. So we make sure she's got the cover story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so then um, in the brunette timeline, prime um, Helen, almost said Karen, mentions the brandy and says, are you having an affair, yes or no? And he says no and goes like, look in my eyes. And I'm like, what about the guy who was willing to fess up? Like, mm. I guess he now he doesn't need to fess up because he thinks he's free. And if you can just get ride this out, but you he's know gotten what away with done it. Here? If hasn't. you go, I was, I'm not anymore. I'm so sorry. Can we have a conversation? Yeah, but he's not going to, is he? Oh, that's why he's an yeah. asshole. Because he thinks well, he's free. he should have done. He thinks he's yeah. free. Last me's going to do it because he's, he's, he's trapped. He's not lying yeah. to her. Yeah, because I am not. I'm not. Present yes. tense. Yes. Until he goes to meet Lydia the next yeah. day to find out everyone's pregnant. Well, literally, <laughs> literally, it's not the next day. It's, it's today. Oh, it's the same day. Because she's, oh, no. she asked this and says, I'm going off to my interview. Will you be here when I get back? Oh, it's the same day. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so blonde timeline, uh, Anna tells James. How does he get there first? He knows the way. He doesn't have to. <laughs> he read the script. He's, oh, he's been there before? He obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Anna tells also can we just mention like for what reason this whole movie ready for this yeah she has an apartment <laughs> she does why is she back to his? why is she even going over to his place ever yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a writer you don't have it's, like, it's not like she's yeah like she's got an empty apartment I'll come to you yeah <laughs> jeez um Jerry's an idiot Anna tells <laughs> James <laughs> That Helen saw him with his wife. He goes, oh, you idiot. And I'm like, I don't. You're a little bit inconsistent here, sir. He runs to the diner. She's not there. He tries Clive's restaurant. And I've got, this would be a lot quicker in today's wired world. You just message people and go, she would be, no, she's not here, mate. All right, thanks a lot. Yeah. He tries the Skiffle restaurant and then the bridge. And he's like, oh, wait, no, she is there. And it is raining. And I don't mean like it's sort of raining. It's like he saw four weddings and a funeral and said, I want double that. <laughs> I love a rain scene. Oh, then you must have loved this because well, it was know so much. You end the much. rain scene, don't you? It's like, oh, yeah. it's a rain scene. No one's here going, is it raining? I hadn't noticed. You know what I mean? Like, you're noticing the rain here. Cats and dogs. Um, it turns out that, yeah, find out that James been married for three years, but they've been separated for six months. It's a pretense for his mom. Do you have a mom? I hate that line. Yeah. That wound me right up. I guess the question is, would you do this for your mom in that situation? Maybe. But that it came the way he asked it came across as like slightly threatening. <laughs> it's like, do you have a mom? Oh, I don't think he's threatening <laughs> anything. No no, 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 but it was like, I'd do it for my mom. Would you do it for your mom? It was like this like guilt trip. I, he's like, trying what? to say, step outside, really step outside the relationship for a minute, and imagine a mom in this situation. He's not going to be around for much longer, and also. 
I'm going through the fact that my mum's dying as well, exactly, which is kind of implicitly yeah. there I know, as well. I, I get it, but it just felt very much like a guilt. The trip. last thing I want to do my mum in her last whatever is bring her grief. She loves but my he, wife. She yeah. loves me. Yeah. I don't want her to mourn that on her way out. Now, no, you, you can still say. You don't want to worry, do you? But no. he could have just gone to visit his mum and just not mentioned the fact that he split with his ex-wife. Unless mum is directly asking to see the ex-wife. Yep. Then maybe you say, oh, do you mind coming and seeing her? But you don't have to kiss her in front of mum, do you? As we said, it's just, yeah. It's, it's for us. A very odd pretense. It is um, for us. Jerry accosts Lydia and she shows him the pregnancy test. <laughs> Only then for Helen to knock on the door and this oh. is the interview. That was like a whoa. This is, this is where Lydia, this was, the, this was her being very nasty. But Sorry, I can't interview right it. now. I'm deciding on whether or not yeah. I'm going to keep your boyfriend's baby. That was, that was nasty. <sighs> and we even make her pro-choice rather than it seemed like Lydia was all, sorry, Helen was always going to keep the baby. It oh, seemed like. Oh, that was just. Yep. There was other ways. I know on Lydia's defense, she's probably fed up that he's. Cards know, on the table. Let's deal with it. And she's, now, yeah, she's pregnant. In a much worse way. Uh, you know, she just wants to get it over with, but she didn't have to do it in that way. Like the whole pretense even, of the interview. Fair, even if you change, and, yeah, that's shitty. Yeah. But even if you change her wording to, I'm trying to decide whether I'm going to keep this man's baby, that is a lot less loaded than your boyfriend's baby. Like, yeah. because that puts it. That makes it an attack on like her, she is making rather than on him. Yeah. And like if she's if she's up if she's pissed with him, that's absolutely. It fine, also suggests yeah, exactly, she's but. messing with Helen. Oh, Hel- yeah, Helen. Yeah. She's messing with Helen just to mess with Helen. Yes, yeah, so that's, yeah. that's, that's the pretense yeah. of a job. Thinks, not yeah. necessary. No. Uh, Helen falls down the stairs as a brunette and is hit by a van as a blonde after being told James loves her. Both men in the two timelines are told that Helen has lost her baby. Neither men knew, of course. Uh, James tells Helen he's going to by her hospital side and says, I'm going to make you so happy. And he embraces her. She flatlines. And rather than, I don't know, grabbing a doctor. No, no. Because those things aren't just in that room. No one comes in. No. Literally. I didn't. This bit surprised me. Emergency I, buttons are there for a reason. Yeah. Was he basically told to she's die. circling the drain, just have your last moments, at which point none of this really, It was such a weird I didn't, yeah. thing. Very empty. Yeah, but I was generally surprised by this because I was thinking, oh. This, but one of these timelines had to end. And I actually mm. give him credit for, for ending one at least. I thought they were either going yeah, so to end or they are all going to synchronize up. No, because this is the hypothetical. Yeah. This one has to be the one that ends. Yeah, I know. Plus, it gives us the the, the 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 vision of what the relationship will be like. But I felt Helen, blonde Helen, who dies, and brunette Helen, I felt they were two different people. Right, but how much of this is... So the Helen, Anna, that, we, the Helen that we see right. is not going to be the same Helen that falls... Well, I don't know, because the decisions she makes are largely due to the impact and the presence of James and Anna in her life. Mm-hmm. Anna helps her get over it. The new short look, the new you, yada, yada. And it's meanwhile, James is the one who's James, like professionally, yada, yada, yada. So these th- two things will still exist. Uh, let's just finish the movie. Um, <laughs> Megan, the one gets the end now. <laughs> uh, James is there having a checkup on her oh sorry uh, Helen wakes up next to Jerry she has memories we see these flashbacks it's all the stuff that we saw from the other timeline that she doesn't but it implies that she sort of got them in her head somewhere James happens to be there having a checkup on his mother we go back to Jerry and Helen Jerry says I'll do anything you want and she goes great get up walk towards that door get open it fuck out of here. close it behind you Good yeah. for her. both characters then leave their room he's walking left to right 
Yeah. She's walking right to left in every shot, resulting in subliminally we go, oh, they're going to meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they do. They meet a lift, and it's kind of like the doors. They it's close, doors. and then they open up, and she like goes it. in, plays of her ear. The earring falls like it did at the start, although they're on the other side of the screen from each other than they were earlier. Yep. And um, he says, hey, cheer up. You know what the Monty Python boys say? And she responds with, no one expects the Spanish Inquisition, suggesting this. And on that some level, has the level. universe put this mm-hmm. into her? We freeze frame as they have a moment of recognition. And I think, like Meg said, the suggestion now from here is they will get coupled up and he will have the same impact on her life that she had previously. And now that he, theoretically his mom's a little bit further along, you hate to say this, maybe mum will die so he doesn't have to go ahead and tell her about his wife. <laughs> well, he, should, he should still tell or has her he learned maybe maybe told her. but there but seems to be should. like it's his story her story only yeah yeah yeah, yeah so. i think the prime timeline is the real one and all of that oh, stuff is. that you see no no, no wait, wait a second <laughs> and the one you like what you see is real and then when she gets which one happens does she fall down the stairs in the prime one in the yes. prime when she falls down the stairs yeah, and loses the, the baby. She falls down the stairs and then she has a coma. That's and that's when she sees all of the sliding doors shit. It's a god-awful Even though I think she's surprised she is going to get with James, but I hope she finds someone different. And then I've got <laughs> so one more link to this film and Benny and June, <laughs> which <laughs> is the British singer Dido song Thank You plays over the end credits. It does. It had been... I've it for ages. It appeared on the soundtrack, but didn't become a hit until two years later. A commercial for this film featuring Thank You as background music inspired Eminem rapper uh, rapper Eminem to use Dido's voice for his song, Stan. The song eventually went to number three on the Hot Billboard Hot 100 chart, but she she was prevented. (laughs) There's a full circle moment. She did not sing that part live at the Grammys. That honor instead went to... Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> One final note in this film, the explicit dual timelines are similar to a less emphasized split storyline in the 19, in a, in 1949 film dealing with a train crash called The Interrupted Journey. Sliding Doors has also drawn numerous comparison to Polish director Krzysztof Kowalski's 1987 film Blind Chance, the outcome of which also hinges on whether or not the protagonist catches a train. Former film, also film Trains director... Trains are destiny, it seems. Agnieszka Holland considers the film to be a botched copy of that film, with, quote, all the philosophical depths and stylistic subtleties stripped away. Uh, its legacy is that the 13th episode of season 8 of Frasier was called Sliding Frasier's, Inspired by the film where Frazier decides whether or not to wear a suit or a sweater to an upcoming Valentine's speed dating event. The after effects of either decision are explored. I like this. This is kind of like when I talk about sliding doors moments. It's those mini things like, do I take this road to work or this road to work? Or do I go look at these boxes yeah. and what happens? As opposed to, I think with some people, you guys talk about some just big life decisions and where does your life go based on which decision you make? It's, it's this minutia of shirt versus sweater. Yeah, 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 I will break down if I thought about all decisions like that. <laughs> the Unbreakable Your Kimmy Schmidt implode. had a season four episode called In Sliding Van Doors, which <laughs> centers in the film where Kimmy decides she doesn't get into the kidnapper's van in 1988 because she doesn't, <laughs> 1998, because she doesn't want to miss a screen of sliding doors. <laughs> oh, that's clever. Other shows to use a premise similar to this include Broad City, uh, Broad City, Malcolm in the Middle, Mad About You, and Community which we've talked about that episode on the pod previously, yeah. I think. Uh, after this movie, John Hanna stopped worrying about catching trains. Quote, I don't run for trains anymore. If I'm at the train, 
I'll get the train. <laughs> he claimed, if I don't, there'll be another one along in a few minutes. We're in the end game now. And we are in the end game now. Liam, it's been a while, I think, since you've had... Well, yeah, a little bit of a while. It's been, it's been stop and start with some of these things. We need a random word, buddy. Random word. Um, brandy. Brandy. I was afraid you were going to go milkshake. I'm like, I think we've done that one. <laughs> <laughs> bring all the milkshake. Brandy it is. Brandy. I'm surprised you didn't bring out some brandy, actually. Uh, she does have a surprise. She doesn't really drink any. I don't really think I've had brandy in my life. I don't actually think I have. I have had brandy in that hot chocolate I talked about when my parents like knocked me out. <laughs> is brandy like a Christmas thing? Uh, you drink it neat, don't you? I'm um, guessing. Very rarely is brandy mixed with anything, unless you put it, like I said, in like a like a like a you hot do beverage or something and like that. Ice? Maybe we I should have know. a try of brandy one day. Oh, if the movie calls for it, but no, no. The problem with these things, <laughs> the problem with these things is I have to remember them ahead of time that it's a key plot point. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I didn't yeah. think 25 years later, I, I forgot how big of a deal brandy was. <laughs> and we'd done milkshake already. Oh, so, brandy. Here's the question. What do you think the budget for the film was? Let's start there. Five million. Five million. 2.4. 2.4 million, Georgia? 17. Wow. Liam's really close. Six million. Woo. I wasn't expecting that. What is it gross? Ooh, I remember it being quite big. I never knew this film existed until you told me about it. Okay. So, there was a lot of talk about it, a lot of buzz at the time. 25. 25? Um, I'm going to say 32. 32? Next? Nine, 18. Liam's closest to Gem, but he's less than half of the actual gross. Oh, okay. $67 million. I, I remember having a big buzz. It was the highest grossing British film in the UK of 98. So probably why you think it made 12 million pounds alone here. Well, So about 18, 19, 20 million dollars. But still took 47 million the rest of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not too bad then. No awards of note. Who would you cast as who? <laughs> I put Megs in the Gwyneth Paltrow role. Oh, hey. no. I don't want to put George in the... It's really too... Oh, no. You can be the best friend role. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, that's probably the cooler one to be, to be fair. <laughs> you'd be Russell. Who <laughs> <laughs> would be Russell? You would know, yeah, Russell I know, is right? The best yeah. character, though. It's fine by me. You idiot. I'll be Russell. <laughs> who would Liam be? Don't say Jerry, because the guy's an asshole. Oh, so that's not who are you? It's who you play. <laughs> I hate Jerry. Uh you could play can you do a Scottish accent? I don't think you're John Hannah. No, I'm not. No. You know who you are. You're the guy with the like the clearly like dyed red hair who opens the oh, restaurant. The friend. Oh, yeah. Here's Buddy. James's yeah. mate. Yeah. Here's Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Can I be the third row from the back? Did this film have a villain problem? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Because is, yes. is, is the villain Jerry, Jerry or, or is it Lydia? Because yeah, the yeah, film yeah. couldn't decide which no, one it wanted to be. And then it decided, oh, it might be James. And then pulled that back straight That's away. That's true, too. Yeah. James. I think he's a secret villain. Because I really feel for uh, Helen in that moment where you're like, twice? Yeah. Mm. Especially when your whole, like I said, your whole relationship built around, I'm going to get you over this breakup. Yeah. Like, she deserves absolutely to know your story she deserves something better the minute that you want to do two. something something romantic with her she deserves to know your story do you know in real life she probably would have done <laughs> yeah. in this i don't think so i think the right was having a nervous breakdown <laughs> oh wait he did he did <laughs> uh what should this film have been called i think sliding doors is great i don't know if you can top doors this. of destiny doors of destiny <laughs> please mind the gap <laughs> who is please she I can't. Th- I can't think of anything. Lady shagging Godiva. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that so much. Uh, well, I, I think my first introduction to the word shagging was Austin Powers and the Spy who shagged me. I oh, think that was mine. Sh- but isn't it? Isn't yes. an American thing that shag 
is a dance. A shag's a, a dance shag. and a type of carpet. Yeah, I think yeah. of shag, a carpet, shag carpet. Yeah, shag carpet is, 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 is the most yeah. well known. Shag is a dance. You're shagging. What is, you're a, sh- what is a shag dance, Liam? Can you demonstrate this? I don't know. I have you know no idea. But I know Bridget Fonda was in a film called The Shag, and that used to make me laugh. And that's a dance. Um, whose story is it? It's clearly her story. Yeah, it's it's hers. What is the story? The story is. Ooh. The story is um, anything can happen. Some things are set in stone. It does feel like this. Is, it's like a pro fate sort of movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How much can hit- different parallels in different times? But imagine. I mean, like George just kind of said, like you could like, any moment you could hinge on and go down these. You know, but just something so small, which I think is what makes the film. Even though I've had some problems with the execution of it, I think the film's premise is so relatable that it's brilliant. Yes. You miss the train. So what happens if you hit the next train? It's What's more hinged about the relationships, though, isn't it? Like, as well. but, 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 but in one train, she catches him. In one train, she doesn't. So what are the differences that the minutia in life can create? We remember the big things, but actually the, the thing that made all this happen, this chaos theory was one simple little element. But what but happened some to things, that little girl that got moved out of the way? What happened some to her? What's still, her story? <laughs> something still Why happened, she moved out of the way? So she still gets with life. James. Things still happen, but in different... Yeah, so it's, so it's pro-fate in that regard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. They're destined to be together, and together in, in all possible universes. What would have happened if we was at the cinema and you hadn't said, do you want to do a podcast? What happens if you hadn't said that? What happens if you hadn't had that conversation? Honestly, you know what probably happens? What's that? I'd probably wait a week and ask you as, as it is. <laughs> you missed that train. You're you know, what, what, if you, well, what if you said no? But the question right. is, but you're going to want, but, but I wouldn't have said no. Because this isn't what if she said no to this. It's just, I didn't catch a train. Right? So yeah, none yeah, of it changes yeah. who you are. No. So I might have felt too tired or maybe I got hot. Maybe some guy cut me off at the loo and I had to spend a couple of extra seconds <laughs> doing something else and the thought drops out of my head. Yeah. Yeah, but it's possible on that. Shag uh, dancing. Is not. Um, it looks quite cool, actually. It, it kind of looks like kind of like it's almost like some sort swing, of, some sort of swing, jivey, slightly like Charleston. The feet yeah. are really interesting on that. Yeah, yeah. it's not like what that. I was expecting. It looks very river dancing. Be, be careful <laughs> as you Google the word shag, folks. The BFE. <laughs> if you're doing it at work, be careful. All right. Um, we're, we're taking no responsibility for for your actions. I can't, especially if they're out to get you already. <laughs> at, at, on at work, I I I might be trying to search for um. Uh, Roll doll, um, Willy Wonka, for, like some uh, photos to to use, um, but I can't search for that character. Which one? Obviously- <laughs> Cause you might get a Wonky Willy. You, you might get yeah, oh, Willy, Wonka. Willy Wonka. You're just having Willy Wonka together. Yeah. No, oh, I can't. It won't. Really? It, it'll, it'll block oh, me. It's one of the it's one of the bad words. One of the gotcha. yes, yeah. bad word, even though it's a you know quite innocent Roll yep. doll character. Um, in the states, would, in the states, it wouldn't be an issue. <laughs> Um, oh no no of course it wouldn't musical inspiration died oh no if I can mm. turn back time yep if I can what is the actual one the day we caught the train by ocean color scene ooh it's the last train to Clarksville and I'll meet you at the station absolutely um, if only I could turn back time but that, was that played in the we talked about that earlier yeah, I'll say this cool. much yeah. I forgot to mention this at one point she Tells her friend, you're asking more questions than Jeopardy. Jeopardy wasn't a game show here, was it? Nope. No. So that, that feels that like it was wound, made for a North American audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That wound me and right the diner. Up. I think the diner was... Well, oh, no, the diner no, exists. No, I know it's a real thing, mirror. but I think they used it to make Oh, that. the man in the mirror. Man in the mirror, Ooh, yeah. Ooh, that's good. He had one. a golem moment. Is there something about... 
<laughs> and she cut me red handed sleeping with the girl next door. What about you call me? Tonight hey, is the night on the telephone. <laughs> Tonight is the night when two brandy glasses become someone. one. Need <laughs> <Eat> someone. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> call me by Blondie. Always call look me. on the bright oh, side. Of course. Life. <laughs> do, 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 do. Loving an elevator, Aerosmith. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> down in the tube station at midnight. Whoa. Uh, where are we at here? Role of women, ladies. Questionable. I liked how you know she was obviously well employed. She was she was fighting for her man. Obviously, when she thought everything was going okay, you know she was the the breadwinner. She was sort of the one earning all the money, but and supporting him with her love, but so it's kind of a, a role reversal of the traditional sort of there's just lots roles. of little bits there's that, nothing yeah. major in yeah. this that makes you go Ugh. but, but there are lots silly of things yeah there's lots of tiny little irky bits that go mm. that's not quite right that makes me go i don't like that and the even just like the f- and it, this is going to sound i don't know people have different opinions on this but the succumbing to and the eventually falling in love with the guy that has been persistently oh i'm your friend i'll help you get through this but maybe just let me push this boundary He's once got an ulterior motive and then there, i'll push this he? boundary once and then i'll push this boundary once and that and then her eventually falling in love with that guy and that being the guy she's supposed to be with that's a bit of a trope that is a bit toxic and i don't like that i just, as all. i said i i just didn't warm to james's character no um, i didn't i <sighs> If, it, if they'd done him a little bit differently so that you're rooting for him all the way through I know they're trying to be a bit of a there's trying to be a bit of a conflict and they I'm guessing they were trying to be a bit different from like oh this is the perfect guy obviously she's gonna end up with him because there was a bit of a, a time when we might have thought oh actually she's not gonna end up with him but then obviously it changes again but the f- the brown haired version is a bit too naive, and she should have yeah. stood up for herself. Oh, she's so dumb. She's so like mousy and downtrodden. And she's the, a wet, wet she, sheep. And I know she does confront him, but she should have. I, I, well, I suppose he he said no, but she should have just you know gone with her gut a bit more there. I think. Um, it's difficult though. It's always difficult in these situations. It's not horrendous. It really isn't. It is no. just lots of little, L- tiny little bits that make you go. Oh. Can, can I just throw on one more song for the scene where she's like falling into the library? Go on. I always feel like somebody's watching me. <laughs> Sorry. She says that once, and then the blonde Helen. Um, I'll be watching. I don't like blonde Helen much. <laughs> Every step you. I mean, she. <laughs> Again, yeah, she just goes along with the first guy that kind of is oh. showing her some attention and is being nice to her. That's, and I know he's that's true. Her, he's not the worst kind of guy in the world, but rom coms never just, seem to happen where like it's like the next guy you date's kind of a loser too. And the next one's the, well, you always be Mister Right right exactly, after the breakup because yeah, she has got a lot going for her as well. You kind of think surely there is some other guy out for her somewhere who. Who doesn't, better who doesn't have to lie James? to her Can and I? be like, oh, exactly. I, and, and like hide part of his life away and they don't mm. have to have this conflict because he could have just been a decent human being and like spoken to her first. But Can I, can I throw some thoughts out? Go for throw it. Throw a spanner in the works. No, it's this. Uh, everything that she does well is all John Hanna's idea. You should open up your own thing. I should open my own thing. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're really good. So everything that goes well in that really positive like alternative like like timeline, it's all because some guy told her to do it. 
Who's would idea is the haircut? Have, would she not have done that all Anna's? of that anyway? Because that was her job. Any, so surely at some point it she It seems like the gone. thoughts never, she's like looking for jobs, looking for mm. jobs. So the fact that he's the one who does it, I think that's really hard. Now she's good at it. Also, mm. she's a thief. Don't steal vodka. She's also a really bad oh, employee. Yes, she steals vodka, yes. And yeah. then when she gets fired for a totally legit reason, tries to claim it's because of misogyny. <laughs> I'm like, it may but well have been misogyny, that? but you also stole. Midway through so, the film and at the end. <laughs> yeah, at no the one. end, I don't remember. <laughs> no. Because we're told she's, oh, she's great. Because she, we also, we're left almost like like Jerry's like co-conspirator because we know and can't tell her. Yeah. It feels like we're like trapped in this situation, this also, lie. Who Russell just seems stands in the middle of a road next to a corner in London? You don't do it. I remember having, a, yeah, it seems like a weird time, like someone from London, <laughs> Gwyneth, <laughs> if you really were, you don't just stop in the in middle, middle of the, the road because what says I love it. And he should like, you can wait 15 seconds for this dude. Yeah. 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 Uh, in both situations, like the guy like pretty much puts her in, in the danger that she's in. Like he is chasing her down them stairs. Like, yeah, that's true. I remember. Like, it's just not necessary. Here's my problem is that I remember I had a friend who was cheating on his girlfriend and we kind of were, 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 were stuck knowing it. Yeah. And the problem then became, I remember having an argument with, 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 with a third friend where I went, I feel like I'm party to it because I know. And it bothers me because what do I do? You can't say anything. Do I bring it up and then shatter everything? And that's because Ian couldn't keep his mouth shut. No, because you know what happens? If you bring it up, they'll always blame you. They'll always blame you. Exactly. Because they link that memory to you. And so there was that. But I remember having a friend. I'm like, oh, that doesn't really matter. It's all right. Just, you know. And so as a result, I so this movie made me feel like that. It made me feel like I was like in on this like thing and then it couldn't decide whose fault this was is this is this uh, jerry's fault or lydia's, or is this lydia's? Mm. and eventually it went it's lydia's fault look at how unre- look at how crazy she is i never fell for jerry at all this whole movie you know when she comes to the door and she's set all use, up did you see his acting in that yeah i use russell as my barometer of how i'm supposed to feel i like russell because Russell is that guy. And he laughs one of those times. He said, didn't you say that you have a struggle with this? And so I do feel that this guy who was like, I broke up with this girl for totally whatever reasons. Now, we we joined them in media res. We joined them in the middle of the relationship. He's not starting the relationship. God, we don't even know how long it's been going on for. Right? Mm. But it does decide. It wants to make Russell almost like this, This oh, if only, oh, it's so hard juggling these two women. And I can't let Lydia go because she's crazy. So I don't think it does women then very what well. what would you want to be with, no. Why would you want to be someone who's crazy? I like the best friend. I like the best friend. Yeah, she, she uh, and uh, uh, back with um, Helen though, just when she's, Again, you want her to say to him, look, stop writing your book. Go and get a job. Sort this out. Like, oh. At the point where she loses her job, is working two jobs. He now has to pitch it. But he yeah. doesn't have to stop writing his book. He can do that in the evening. Especially if, if no, you no, think, no. if you have even the slightest concern that he's cheating on you, you wouldn't want I'm not working two, I'm not working two, yeah, nor, nor exactly. am I working two jobs to, 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 to exactly. make your lifestyle possible. No. And Lydia... I, d- I don't know why she wants to keep Jerry around either. Because, again, oh. she's a very successful woman. I know she they've comes got across past. as successful, doesn't she? He's not, you he know, becomes a symbol of vi- first. It's competitive. It becomes a symbol of victory. Maybe, maybe yeah. it is a bit of, a, of that for her. And, but. and they're sort of playing this American trope, which they'd come back to with Bridget Jones's diary, where that American uh, girl that he yeah, was yeah. hooked up with. When I thought you said she was good, lo- slim or something like that. Yeah. And this American mm. type who's like, I'm going to come back, usually a brunette because our hero's blonde, yeah. and to come back and sort of conquer and win. Mm. Yeah. At least Lydia wants it out there. She just wants to, you know, get the truth out. And I don't, I don't agree with how she does it, but um, 
that's the only redeeming thing I can say about her at the moment. Favorite character. <laughs> favorite character. Mm. And while you're at it, favorite, favorite Helen, I suppose. But let's sort of try and hit two in the same place. Can I have a cameo as well? There's no cameos in this movie, Liam. The taxi driver. He's, he's not a cameo. He's a minor part. He didn't speak. Cameo is when someone is too big for the role they've been given. <laughs> he was given. too big to be a cameo. He was not too big it's to Arguably, that you could maybe say that the director is a cameo. The director's the, a cameo. Yeah. Absolutely, he is. Okay, he's not my favorite. No. I like... I like the two friends the best, um, Russell and Anna. what's the other friend called Anna? Yep. Just because they're quite funny, I like. I, I can just imagine being Russell sitting in a pub with my mate and them telling me all this stuff, and I'd just be like, just laughing at them. I just think that'd be something quite funny, and you can kind of associate with them a little bit better than the other characters. All the other characters do lots of very silly things, um, and yeah, I don't like James or Joe particularly. Um, out of the Helens <sighs> is anybody going to go for prime Helen I don't think anybody no. is Actually, which one is prime Helen the, the, brown the one who Helen. doesn't get the haircut she's, oh no I prefer her okay. she's the one that you can kind of feel a bit emotional a more of emotional connection to because she's the one that's actually going through it all and things she, and she's the, she is going to become she will become the because they're the ones the hypothetical other, as well. Yeah. Hy- she will become more of the hypothetical Helen, we assume, after she's met James in the elevator anyway. So she's kind of both in a way because she will become part of the other one. The other one was both as well. Well, <laughs> Liam. <laughs> I, know. I know what you're saying. Um, uh, well, uh, both Helens. I preferred the blonde Helen. Okay. Um, only because she got a bit of balls about her and she was a bit more um, a bit more with it when, you know, she seemed happier. She seemed like she moved on and everything else. She waved a little bit, which I didn't like. Um, but I preferred her than I did the other Helen. Um, Favourite character. I struggle with this because I didn't like a lot of these characters. I did like uh, Russell too. Um, he was funny though. He was funny. <laughs> Every time he came on screen, he just made me laugh. Um, but I think I'll probably go with John Hanna only because I don't normally like John Hanna as an actor. Um, but I felt like I'm glad we didn't get him for the interview. Jeez. <laughs> well, no, no, I, 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 no, I appreciate his acting. Yeah. Um, he always plays normally the slimy guys or the the Weasley guys or okay. you know what I mean. He doesn't. Um, so to be a lead man in this, um, I like. I liked him. Uh, but bits, I think the writing let him down and the the bits that had to move the story along because in real world, he wouldn't have probably done that. But okay. there was there's a thing, she seemed happier with him. So I'm just, I'm going to go with him. Okay, Georgia. Uh, I don't really like either Helen. I think they're both just a bit blur, uh, but I prefer the darker haired Helen. And my favourite character is probably Anna, the friend, because she's actually a little bit interesting. And she was very supportive of her friend who was going through shit in both situations. So she that's was. nice. I kind of liked actually thinking back to her when, when she asked her about the brandy glass. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's probably something I would do. But then she was inconsistent. Then I've, I hate well, brandy. Do you know what I mean? It just said, said yeah, to but me if that I, she, I hate, she might I hate do celery, celery like that. Yeah, celery exactly. Like, that's funny. It's your type of friend who something rounder would happen. And Ian, what's your favourite Helen? Thank Helen you, as we come towards three hours. <laughs> Jeez. They're um, always long with that. It is. Uh, <laughs> it's a short movie. <laughs> I keep saying, short movie this week. We'll be able to do this, this and that. 
Um, <laughs> uh, my favorite of the two Helens is Blonde Helen because I think she gets more. I think it's Gwyneth Paltrow's better job as an actress. I think brown-haired Helen just kind of looks kind of like vacant the whole movie. Always, yeah. Uh, I think you get the highs of sort of slowly trying to resist the fact she's fallen in love with this guy after she's broken up the previous guy. Yeah. And then the heartbreak when that goes the other way. I really like that performance. But my favorite character overall, I'm with Liam, John Hanna. Yeah. I think he's uh, he was so annoying. He can't help he he can't help the way he's been written. I'll say no, that much. Exactly, yeah. He can't help that. And maybe a guy who's not a first time director would have made him less. You're the happiest guy who ever was, and maybe would have given him some nuance. But uh, no, I think John Hanna, especially as a counterpoint to this broody writer type. Yeah, especially because John Hanna's a bit shorter. Yeah, you know he's not. You know the other guy might even be more conventionally good looking. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, John Han is the counterpoint to that, and um, I felt it all right. But it was just he was just yeah. The, the, my, my issues I think are more of his direction than his performance. Yeah, I'll say that. Yeah, okay. So let's go best moment or element. We'll try and keep it a little bit snappier this time. Okay, uh, let's yeah, start with yeah. Megs. Um, maybe Helen's one liners when she um. Uh, walks into them having the affair. What's it about having yep. a cup of tea? I scene. thought that was quite good. I wish I'd had those comeback lines. Because <laughs> you saw the the elements of the the calmness and then the losing the shit, didn't you? Yep. Mm. Uh, for me, it's the editing. I thought the editing was really good um, because some of them were very simultaneous at the same time. So you saw you sort of see um, Prime Helen go into a bar and drink on her own, and then you'd see um, James and. Um, no, James, uh, Jerry and Helen come into the bar and then she's disappeared. So one minute she's there and then she's not. And that all seemed like in one take. The editing was, I, I thought was great. Georgia. Uh, I would say the ending, but I don't like that song they used on the credits. So I will go with the moments in the story when they cross over because I think then the timelines cross over because I think that was well done. So when they're both in the restaurant or the yeah. ones on the train outside the train. Yeah, cool. Yeah, clear. Uh, mine's going to be their clear in the planning the clear distinctions being made. We never a wound on one universe. And the fact that I didn't get confused because I felt it did go back and forth really quite rapid pace. And whether it was the choice of the red dress or for the most part, if we saw Anna, it was post breakup. And then when the haircut happens, that's a lot easier to sort of maintain. But for the first 35, 40 minutes, we don't have that. And no, so we got to keep track of who's kind who? of who's who. Mm. And uh, yeah, so I think those things uh, made the story uh, have a little bit more cohesion where only once they get confused and it was when Anna showed up for prime timeline <laughs> when Anna would show up for prime timeline I'm like hang on no you're only supposed to be with short haired yeah okay that was part where I go okay, let me keep track of this and yeah. same with Russell he'd be kind of both as well so occasion but for the most part we did a really good job and I was mm-hmm. alright with it uh, a grumble a grumble Max oh a grumble a grumble grumble I James <laughs> he is my grumble <laughs> he's supposed to be the one that you that you you want to get her to get with but i, I didn't want her to get with him so uh that okay would be my so grumble. In, that, in that regard yes we talk a lot in the pod about uh preferred reading negotiated reading uh oppositional reading in this case you kind of went no i don't care what you say i mm-hmm. don't want them to end up together no i want her to take that experience of him cheering her up a bit um to maybe go on and get some new experiences with Maybe there's someone else out there for her. Who knows? That's a very 2023 uh, version is, of a rom-com. Is, yes, yeah. that would yeah. be the 2023 version. Yeah. Because we had the meet cute the whole nine. We had the meet cute twice. <laughs> <laughs> My grumble is the writing. Um, I found it very uh, inconsistent. 
the words didn't quite flow. Like Georgia pointed out, it was very childish in places, and that's what made me feel a bit... Um, so, yeah, writing. Georgia? Um, I don't like that I don't like the characters. I have very much an oppositional reading to this film. I don't like the characters. I don't like Gwyneth Paltrow as a character in this or Helen as a character in this in either version, really. I don't really like either of the men. And oh, John the film, oh, no. the film <laughs> doesn't hold up to internal scrutiny at all. And her accent is shocking. John oh, Hanna. yes, yes, I agree with that. I did not like the accent. John Hannah, please come on the pod. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah John Hannah. I'll John defend you. have a debate with us. I'll defend you. I like John Hannah as a person. I also loved him for a while. He was great in that. But actually, have you not done a good job as an actor, If we, even if we dislike the character? At least we've got an emotion towards the character. The Scottish accent was the endearing part. No, it's just like John Cena gets booed and says, hey, as long as they react to you one way or the other, you're not exactly. really supposed to actively root against your male romantic lead. No. I think you've done really well, to be fair. Um, my grumble is, we've talked about it, it's the stuff where the hat can't move by itself. Yep. There's no reason for those kisses when nope. no one else is watching but us. Yep. You can pull a red herring on me, but it has to line up with the consistency of the universe. If we're only doing this for the sake of... Uh, like yes. do do a kiss where it's that kiss on the cheek and then Not you walk in kiss. hand in hand yeah. because the kiss on the cheek can be a general greeting as it is in this country yep. but it's just a, okay what is that's the question what is this and they walk in hand in hand and you can go okay that's why we walk in we're already holding hands that's fine but the kiss is more of a general greeting that ambiguity would help but the kiss on the lips that looked like it meant more than you said mm. the the reconciliation kiss yeah. At first, I thought, oh, is it his sister? Or what? what is it? Oh, no, it's not his sister. The minute because the kiss on the lips happened, yeah. you're like, no, no, no. I yeah. was thinking they really want to hammer at home that yeah. they wanted us oh, to Oh, they be wanted shocked. to establish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, is this anybody's best role ever? No, Gwyneth Paltrow's much better in Shakespeare in Love. I mean, she wins an Oscar for her, for crying out loud. Yeah, she does. Um, the cabbie. He <laughs> <laughs> probably is just a cabbie. <laughs> I know, right? Um, I'd say no. Gian Triplehorn. I'll give her that. The girl who plays Lydia. She did well, yeah. yeah she's a bit, again, like a bit twirly mustache, but yeah, I think that's yeah, more yeah. down to the direction. Because uh, everything she's been in, she's just been like, oh, the nice wife on the side. I like, at least this I, is something. I haven't I, seen enough of her. No, I, haven't. I mean, Mickey Blue say. Eyes is terrible, so there we go. Yeah. Um, Outside of that, I don't think there's anybody else who I really know from anything else. I mean, John Hannah's better in, in Four Weddings. Yeah, a lot better. Yeah. And he's funnier in The Mummy. So take take mm-hmm. either one. Yeah. Um, what do we got next? We've got... Uh, oh, it's this button here. I'm going to try and help Ethan out because he's not here. Which <laughs> button is it? I think it's this one. I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Truncated age game, age game, let's all... Okay, so, uh, we've got Gwyneth uh, Paltrow. It was truncated, I said that. Yeah, I know, so I did a uh, okay. as a short laugh. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, how old was she? Let's start with Megan. Um, how old was she? 29. Liam? 23. Georgia? 25. Closest, she's 26 years of age at this time. Okay, we'll go back the way we came. Georgia, John Hanna, how old was he? 33. Okay, Liam? 38. And Megs? 35. Megs is closest, 36. Ooh. 36. Both times the last person to guess has been the correct 
person. Sorry, Liam, you're in the middle. Oh, I am in There'll the middle. There'll be four. Mm-hmm. This time, though, you're going to go first, Liam. So, John Lynch, who played Jerry. Jerry. John Lynch, who played Jerry. 34. Okay. Megs. 37. Georgia. 38. 37. Ooh. Gets the win. Oh, well done. That's Megs. And then, finally, Jeanne Triplehorn, who played uh, Lydia, uh, will go Georgia first. 26. Okay. 30. And Liam. 33. 35. So I think that's... Come on! I think that's Megs with two, Liam with one, Georgia with one. Yeah, so yeah, Megs yeah. wins yes. this week. I think that's the first time ever. And no, math, and no math mistakes made by me while doing my <laughs> quadruple duty here. And you didn't even write them down. Didn't even write them down. <laughs> so that's all in your noggin. Let's go here. The critics. The critics. What did they have to say about this? The good, the bad, and the eaves. Georgia, where are we at? So we have got um, James Bernadelli from Real Reviews. He says, The script is shrewd and init- in, in, inventive, combining wit, romance, and intelligence melodrama into a crowd-pleasing whole. That was whole, W-H-O-L-E? Yeah. Okay. Um, then we get uh, Mick LaSalle from the san francisco chronicle he says give the movie credit for being a different sort of romantic comedy but still one has to regret the failure of imagination and then our good friend roger ebert says gwyneth paltrow is engaging as the two helens and i have no complaints about her performance pity about the screenplay (laughs) (laughs) wow okay um yeah i don't think gwyneth paltrow's i don't think she's bad in this I just no. don't think she's written particularly well. Same, I agree. Yeah, I think her performance is fine. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just trying to get my phone to lock up so I can get... Uh, it was only like 60... Apart from her accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was... Well, that's interesting because, of course, Ebert, actually, I think maybe all three of them were um, weird, American critics on that it's one. It's weird, though. At the time, I remember the big thing about her, them saying that, you know, she's done a great British accent and blah, 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 and... Maybe our standards were lower then. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, choose the Dick Van Dyke. So this is this is this is, this is pretty good. Yeah. Um, I said as usual, put out a fleece. Is this a great film? Good film? Okay, film or poor film? Thirty eight percent call this a great film. Wow. Thirty one percent call it an okay film. Mm. So we've got a bit of people thinking it's great or it's kind of mediocre. Uh, Twenty five say good. Six percent say poor uh what did our friends of the podcast have to say georgia over at patreon patreon.com slash bfe we kept it simple for them i see one from julene 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 who says i really like the transitions in this film it transitions seamlessly but the actual um and the what if situation i enjoyed not knowing which was which and i like how it neatly came full circle in the elevator it was cute forget your it was a cute forget your troubles kind of movie the story was somewhat formulaic i knew the side chick would catch feelings and expose the cheating boyfriend because that's what the formula tells us will happen um in the other scenario where she leaves him we know there would be some epic misunderstanding followed by a discussion and dramatic rain enhanced eye rolling vomit inducing reconciliation because uh that's what when harry Sally rom-com blueprint says so uh but really thought provoking and entertaining nonetheless okay anybody else uh yeah we have got richard okay hello richard yeah. he says i really envy richard in the alternate timeline that 
um, decided not to watch this film tonight. <laughs> that guy is so smart. It's <laughs> such a high concept. This is unforgivably boring. It's initially intriguing with the quick cutting between realities and the smart use of signifiers, but it quickly settles into complete tedium with the still together long hair reality proving particularly dull. Paltrow is fine, but no one is good in it. The writing is shite with the film desperately contorting itself into third act drama. The actually i can't even be asked to write about it it's such a nothing movie uh and then he gives his rating i'll give him 100 percent. like the long-haired version that if you took away like, like the part where she gets her life together yeah. and you just stay with that one timeline that, that that's pretty dull yeah because just like a shirt and sheet yeah i'm sure <laughs> give it 15 minutes yeah. are you sure you didn't cheat yeah. i'll follow you to the library now Woo-hoo. we just we just had sex did you cheat <laughs> that's all it is i didn't feel you was in it i told you like you know what you cheated. <laughs> uh, and then we got one more from Reverend Bruce. Hey. Hallelujah. Couldn't be bothered to find the button there. <laughs> he says, sorry, it's been a while since I've submitted a review on my way back to uh, to my new church where I got stopped by a train. I took a detour, got lost, and then spent the last three months living in another <laughs> metaverse. I finally made it back in time for Easter Sunday. I love this movie, but it's promised better than its execution. I see no reason why Gwyneth Paltrow had to be British. Her accent was horrible. She could just as well have been American like uh, Jean Triplehorn was. Other than James, I felt the acting was average and the plot a bit thin. But the premise of Sliding Doors is stellar, one of the best metaphors for life. Who hasn't gone through a door in life and wondered what would it happened if they had taken another which is why i often quote to myself another metaphor from robert frost two roads diverged in a wood and i i took the one with less traveled by and that's what makes all the difference Hallelujah. welcome back reverend bruce yeah excellent i agree with you 100 percent that the uh the premise is much better than the execution mm-hmm. all right uh so thank you very much a few on the fledgling fandom here let's take a quick look here at a few highlights. Carlo! Carlo, low, 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 low. Feels like I could put you in the extra slow <laughs> Says, I'm going to say great. Casually, I was talking about it the other day. It's a film I haven't seen in a very long time, but I remember liking it a lot. It certainly has stuck with me in way more than other films. I do think the premise of it is such an interesting one, but that's what stays with you. Yes. It's like when you go to a restaurant and you go, I remember really liking this. And you're I like, reckon most of the great will be from people that saw it a long time ago yeah. and remember the premise I remember it really, really positively yeah. yeah and the people that are like oh, it's alright I've probably seen it more recently David from Scriptical says this is almost the movie equivalent to our podcast and ironically a movie we would never do love the movie Paltrow was good but the real secret sauce is John Hanna who plays the male lead so well other movies use alternate realities but using it for a rom-com works so well and that is true uh, what they do over on Scriptical is they sort of imagine it with like a different cast or a different situation or what if this had happened or what if that had happened and oh, so cool. if you're all interested go and check out scriptical pod uh and then i've just got tom who says hmm wonder if i've seen sliding doors or if i've only seen sliding doors <laughs> as in a door sliding yeah, yeah so there we go thank you folks for uh chipping in much appreciated um what have i got here uh any fi- if you like this film you might like well go watch community for starters i mean they, they, do, they do a bunch of stuff of alternate timelines and darkest timelines and all that sort of stuff um i don't know go see if you like john hannah go see forward in a funeral and then listen to our great review with simon callow joining us as a guest yeah yeah, absolutely. Tried to get the match. That was, that was a great episode. That was a great episode. Yeah. 
So go and check that one out. We've got another thing to do tonight, so let's just jump ahead to the ratings. The ratings. Where are you going with this? Let's start with Megs. Um, now, I, I, I do like the premise. Um, I, I was actually drawn into it as I was watching it. There are a few things that, um, some of the little twists and things that I wasn't expecting. Um, and I was quite like, you know, I was looking out for the red herring thinking, oh, what's it going to turn out to be? Um, so I, I did enjoy watching it. Um, now that I've seen it, though, I don't think I would rush to watch it again. I'd rather watch again Joe vs. the Volcano. Wow. It's interesting to see what Meg's is frame of reference is based yeah. on the film she's been on. I know, yeah. no, it's interesting because that, yeah. was, that was really, I thought that was quite quirky. I enjoyed that. Um, I can't remember what I rated that one, though. It's okay. Mm, um, I'll give this a six. I don't know what I did for Joe I want to do it sort you're, of you're similar do to that. You're going if you're going to half. Mm, six or six and a half. What should I do? Eeny, meeny, miny, I'll give it six. Six. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Liam. I remember watching this years ago, and I think I liked it more years ago than I do today. Um, it falls apart a lot more watching it today. Um, and I was actually distracted by the cars going along in the street. I was like, I remember them cars. Oh, look at that Sierra. Oh, my God, look at that. So I was thinking, why am I looking more at this than the actual script? Um, Because the script is shit. Um, But don't tend to show us the script when you watch movies. No, I know, but I was just, you know. (laughs) I liked um, Gwyneth uh, as blonde Gwyneth. I thought she looked quite really, you know, stunning. I think that's what I remember more from the... The bit I remember the most, actually, was the bit where the... um, he hadn't spoke to her for a week, and then she goes to go to his, and then um, they, they they bump into each other, bump each other on the corner. Yeah, uh, I do remember that very clearly for some reason. Don't know why, um, but I do remember it being better than what it is now. So I'm going to give it six and a half, uh, six and a half synchronized epileptic fits out oh, of ten. <laughs> Oh, I forgot to do the thing again. Well, the thing is, right? I to, I'll give it six uh, sneaky brandies. All right. Go. <laughs> six the reason I say this is because that made me laugh out loud. Like, you can't say that. And that was funny. There but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Georgia. Um, I watched this today, curled up in bed, feeling really, really poorly. And I thought maybe I hated it so much because I was really, really poorly. But having broken it down on the pod, I'm like, nah, no, it stands. I really don't like it. I don't think it's very, very good at all. Um, I can appre- I like the premise. I do like the premise, but Same. I don't think the premise is as original as it comes across. I think it's the one that's done the best and the most recent, but I think it has been done before. So there's that as well. But I give it props for doing it again and doing a good job of the premise, not necessarily of the execution of the whole thing. So that's fine. I like the premise of it. I don't like the acting because I can't stand the accent. Um, and the two boys are a bit icky. So <laughs> not a fan. Um, I am going to give this film five and a half broken hands Ooh. from trying to stop train doors out of ten. Wow. <laughs> I think you're going to be higher than the rest of us. I am higher than the rest of you. I, I like spoiler, that's my inkling that. as well, actually. No, I, think the prem- I don't think the premise really has been done before. I think you may have experienced okay. the premise and other things before. 
So for George, isn't the first time that she's come across the this premise. This might have been the first one, but I've seen other ones. Exactly. That done it so your yeah, so yeah. your personal biographical journey through film. Yeah, yeah you've run yeah, through this because yeah. I really think this was something when it came across. I was like, what a clever idea! Mm. Like it kind of takes the it, what happens if I died from It's a Wonderful Life, but puts it on such a minor thing. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Agreed. And so I thought that was good, and I felt that it's a, a controlled little narrative now it's only about four or five main characters but and they get interwoven a lot so there's that i think gwyneth is great in both performance in both versions of it i do wonder if i told georgia that it was her and her twin sister playing the two roles if i could have gotten her to buy it <laughs> no the accent was equally shit on both of them well, twins <laughs> but that would have, um, have been a cold play yeah <laughs> but that's right yeah she's married too, she? <laughs> yeah. but um i do uh, but i did really enjoy it and I do find myself still pulling for her. I don't know if that's because I'm a man. Maybe it was just easier for me to go, oh, poor Gwen, if she looks sad. Um, I don't mind John Hanna. I think he comes on. I think he's a little bit of a, wow, dial it down a bit. But <laughs> he's saying he's a bit like Ethan. <laughs> I don't know what he's. Oh, right. He's not here again. <laughs> I'm going to show up more now, guys. <laughs> All right. Um, but no, overall, I, I imagine a world where Ethan showed up this week. What would that part look like? Ooh, <laughs> I'm literally laying here, like on death's door, because it's paracetamol time. It's been four hours since I've had it, but I dare do it because I need a wee we as well. better show up next week. That's and all Ethan's I'm saying. not here. Uh, because there's a very special reason for that, and I'll explain that in a second. But overall, I'm trying to get to my own finish line here, which is... Seven earrings that got dropped throughout the course of this movie. (laughs) Out of ten. Clip-on earrings. Yeah, it's got to be clip-ons. Out of ten. Nice. Yeah, there we go. Now, Patreon time. George can tell us what that is. I'm I'm guessing it's coming down as the lowest of everybody. Because I know Richard is savage with his ratings. So I think it's going to come in less than five. Ooh. Richard was savage, but the other two weren't as savage. So it came out at 5.6. Okay. Uh, that's- so that's really close to Georgia, actually. You're the voice of the people this week. Well done, Georgia. Ooh. Another one of 2023's movies where, like, it's going to, like, be sad. Like, our best of looks like it's way down the list. Yeah, but you know what? Sometimes it isn't about the movie. It's about the conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're looking a, for the best film ever. Doesn't mean we're going to find it this yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. And this yeah. was made yeah, yeah, yeah. in the 90s. If this had been remade or, or done Here's first now, really it'd quick be question. To see how that would, would be. Would you different. be opposed to this getting remade? No, this should be remade. I, I actually, I'd be well up for this being yes. remade. Yeah, because they didn't pull it's it off concept. that. It didn't pull it off that well. But you're no. like, don't touch it. It's yeah, not yeah, the Breakfast yeah. Club. No, you know what I mean? It's not Shawshank. I don't need this to be. No, I don't want to see Shawshank. This is like it did okay, but man, it could have done more with the premise. A lot more. Yeah, I think that would be very interesting actually to see how they would remake that now yeah i'd be yeah. it's one of the few i'd be like yeah i'd actually be kind of well up for it there so something else we well up for if you're well up for us and our podcast <laughs> yeah. and you want to go hey how can i help support what's going on with the bfe first thing you can do is you can tell a friend about the podcast share it really i mean we do this hoping people will listen to it that's step one yeah and the fact and you heard hopefully earlier in the pod where we were saying how how humbling it is when we're listening to all all over the place and also just down the street yeah. You know, so I got people who I work with who listen to the pod, and it's humbling to go, dude, you know me. Don't you get tired of the sound <laughs> yeah, of my voice? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 I think it's great. Yeah. So um, that's humbling. So we'd be well up for, for something like that. But if you want to help in other ways, um, 
we have a we have a patreon patreon.com slash bfe we try to make it as engaging interactive as much as possible the next thing we're going to record is going to be directly something that's coming from our patreon backers so you can get involved there for as little as three british pounds and it's like five canadian dollars a month go ahead and check it out patreon.com slash bfe and all that's left to do now is talk about what we're doing next week Ooh. and if there was ever a film that it was like i just want something to change because we know what's going to happen and we're in on it next week is star wars week oh so we've done episodes four five and six because they were the first three released in that order we're going back to episode one jar jar binks Binks. 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 and you mcgregor misa thinks we doing (laughs) the phantom menace so ethan you better be here because i'm not delaying it yeah come (laughs) on ethan we need you on the rally rally come Um, on ethan we're gonna gonna do that because you owe me a life debt my friend (laughs) so come on join us next week we are talking about George Lucas and some of the <laughs> you thought the dialogue this week was bad. <laughs> oh. This is pod racing. <laughs> what are we gonna do? I was expecting so much when this came out. We can talk about that. We're yeah. gonna do the Phantom Menace. So, um, yeah, hopefully Ethan will be back for next week. Uh, a few less real life i think links i'm not going to be like hey come on we've all been there what do you do when droids start firing on you like obviously not something where maybe not as many real world conversations to come out of this (laughs) maybe in ethan's world intergalactic trade dispute that's what we're about (laughs) next week get strapped in who doesn't want that how excited are we (laughs) (laughs) i I don't mind i don't mind i'm I'm hoping it'll be one of those ones that you enjoy making fun of a little bit and i might go back and go actually better than i thought better than i remember it being is this the one with samuel jackson and the purple saber uh he's there but i don't think he gets a saber out in this one the purple i think that's later on the purple number two is the saber one i think yeah he doesn't he he doesn't do any fighting in number one so number one's a, but Darth Maul. Darth Maul was everywhere. A that, marketing machine. That was good. And one of the best pieces of music in the Duel of oh, the Fates. Oh, oh. Actually, of, of anything besides the original trilogy, the only piece of music I really remember. Oh. From actually, one, two, three, seven, yes. eight, or nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's going to be a good talking point. To me. It should be a good talking point. Yeah, yeah. So please join us next week when we do a good talking point or two <laughs> on Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. So please join us next week when we tackle George Lucas' spend some truly bad writing in The Phantom Menace. For best film ever, I've been I've been Liam. I've been Megan. And I've been Georgia. And hey, don't worry about it. Cheer up. Remember what the Monty Python boy said? It could be carried by an African swallow, but not a European swallow. <laughs> That's my point. We'll catch you on the flippity flop. The flippity flip flop.